Yeah, that's it. I hit one button. We're recording. We're on. We're on. Welcome to the studio. It's good to be here. Brian Wainwright. That's me. Is, it, is that how you said Wainwright? You said it right. Yes. I did it's it right. It's a tough one. So Brian's the first guest on, now that the table's actually cleared off, built another side table to hold the mixer and the computer and the thing that all the mics plug into, or the headphones. You're getting yeah, high tech. Headphones. Yeah, we are getting high tech. All the cords are off the ground. They're all hung up underneath the table, so it's a little more organized. But Once you're streaming it, they'll be able to see it. Yeah. You'll Maybe. get there. One day, I need a I need a sponsor that sells used shipping containers. You know what? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna let I was gonna bring that up, but since you since you mentioned it, <laughs> we can work out a deal off air. Oh yeah. You know I've got a big I got a steep marketing budget. Okay. I'm looking to blow some money. <laughs> yeah, because I guess it's technically a tax write off for you. It would, it would be. It would. Yeah, be. sales and marketing. Yeah, for sure. Hey man, you got a re- you got a big reach, right? And your and your your key demo. Is like guys we know that would probably buy them. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, most of the people in the industry that I know, yeah, is all residential. Not too much commercial though. I don't know too much about commercial. It's a different game. I just want to give you money to get this thing off the ground. Let's do it. I'm glad you did this. You're <laughs> the kind of guy. You're the kind of guy that, you know, just does stuff. You wanted to open a shop and make furniture, and you just went out and you just did it. Well, I was fortunate enough when I moved into this house that this shop was here, and it's literally set up already because the guy that used to own this place was like he worked on cars so i had a full paint booth full of air already hooked up a heater in here everything's drywalled already like it's insulated it's perfect it's it's a big shop it's 50 by 26 wide with 10 foot ceiling so it's a nice size shop made for podcasting made for podcasting and cutting wood (laughs) and cutting wood yeah (laughs) but no it's the the wood cast yeah now yeah i wanted to uh actually messaged Actually, I talked to uh, a buddy of mine that has does really nice live edge stuff, but he does custom cabinets too. Um, and I was like, "Dude, do you want to come on the podcast and stuff?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, like try and figure something else." Because then I could talk more about sort of the live edge side, like in like what he does for a living, try and promote his business, even though he's smoking busy. I don't need to promote his work because he does such nice work. But it's Van City Live Edge on Instagram and Riley's Custom Cabinets, and he does some really nice stuff, man. Use but promo code uh, Thorn. <laughs> yeah, promo code, yeah. <laughs> We're not at that level yet, but well, you'll get there. You'll get there. You're a doer, man. Yeah, I got to hand it to you. I yeah, I I'll thought about like I, like I just told you off air there. You know, we always talked about putting something together, and uh, we just never did it. And then uh, you know, you pulled the trigger. You did it, man. That's great. Yeah, but now we're starting a podcast with no booze yet. I know. Let's so, do that. And what'd you bring tonight? There, I Brian? got some uh, in uh, honor of. Uh, the UFC and uh, Conor McGregor getting Proper his face 12. punched in. I don't know if he's going to lo- win or lose. Who's but he fighting? I, don't, I can't remember. See, I don't Dustin know. Poirier, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I used to bet. I used to like actually bet decent amounts of money on it, but now I've sort of lost interest. But it was the last bottle left at the liquor store, too. So yeah, I think everybody else had the same out. idea. Because I've heard both sides of this for that type of booze. Um, did we drink it neat? It like scotch. Or uh, we drink yeah, we should drink it neat. I think that's how the uh, the Scotch people do it. Shout out to Mike Bort for that one. He actually told me that's what it means. I didn't know. What's that? That neat means with no ice. Neat? You yeah. just thought it was like, hey, that's cool. That's neat. I was like, yeah, that's, that's neat. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I'm a neat guy. Well, cheers, bro. Cheers. Thanks for coming on again. And we did the tradition of the sauna and the cold dunk there for Brian. And 
I thought I actually lasted a lot longer than I did the first time. <laughs> yeah, he made it. 47 seconds. 47 seconds. Within like a champ, he went back in. Could only get in halfway. Yeah. I got yeah. white hips. Yeah. Let's, it. Let's taste this stuff. It's pretty good. Actually tastes kind of cheap. I <laughs> uh, see. I wouldn't know because, like, when Mike was on, him and his brother just joined like a Scotch whiskey group. If anybody would, it would be those two it guys. It would be those two guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got so much money now. We got so much tile money. We just let's just join the Scotch club. I lay tile. Yeah, no, because I, I don't really. I've you know, I don't know Steve that well, but obviously I know Schmort, 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 Schmort. No have you met? Have you met their dad? I've met him a few times. Yeah, I actually went to his old place in Maryville years ago. His dog terrified me, actually. It scared the shit out of me. But um, his name's Doug? Doug, Doug Bort. Yeah, and I've met him uh, when I was helping Mike do his reno at his house. And then I met him. I was like, oh, that's why you're like that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I no offense against Doug. I don't know him that well. You know, nice guy. But No, I love him. Schmort is the way he is because of his – obviously, everyone's like their parents in a, in a little bit of way. Of we course, are, right? unfortunately. Although, yeah. I was doing some business with the boards, and I got a phone call one day. And it was – Doug didn't announce himself. He just, just started firing off at me about my bills are too high. Of course. And, you know, and I'm like, who is this guy? He goes, that's Doug, Doug Bort. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. That's where Mike gets it from. Yeah. But they're great guys. Love them. Yeah, because. They listen to the podcast. Who, Mike? I hope so. Hopefully. Yeah, like I have keep people like I'll talk to once in a while, like my buddy James, who I had on for the second podcast there, Vanderveen. And he keeps bugging me like, yeah, man, everything's sounding good. And I was like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So just keep doing it. Yeah, like uh, I have Mike Long coming on on the 6th. He's really into cryptocurrency. And oh. I get to learn. I'm balls deep in it right now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was for years, and then I kind of gave it up. See, I don't know how any of that shit works. So that's why I'm sort of curious. Even though like me and Mike have been good friends for quite a few years, and um I'm like, you know what? I want to get you on because you're a friend, but at the same time, tell me about what the hell you're doing because he started now his own sort of platform thing that he launched. I don't know. Really? I, yeah, he did his own thing. So I'm going to learn about it. I think he's coming on. What is it? The is the third or the sixth? Is the sixth is a Saturday, I think. I'm the guy yeah. that sold Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies way too early. Yeah. And I, th I thought I was the smartest guy in the world because I turned like a little bit of money into a decent amount of money, and then I sold it all, and then it could have been a lot more a money, a lo lot more money, yeah. and then uh, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know anything about stocks. I don't know anything about crypto. I guess that's still considered stocks as cryptocurrency. Sort of, sort of, sort of. Yeah, it's in the same realm, but like a very risky form of uh, investment. Yeah, I yeah, I just. I don't understand any of that stuff. Like when it comes to like really financing stuff, I should know more about like generating money other ways to besides like labor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trading but, trading time for yeah, skill like, for money. Yeah, like but I'm just to be honest, like I'm just better with my hands, man. I'm better at building shit. Like it's just but even though like I eventually want to steer away from doing physical stuff because I think it's so physically dependent. Mm -hmm. And it's like my body's too important to me to just slowly, like your body slowly breaks down anyways. But throwing a physical job on top of that like makes it break down probably at least two or three times faster. Yeah. So I think like you know when you're young, 
and you're learning, you can you can rent out you can you're renting out your time and skill in exchange for money. Yeah. But as you get older, you got to be smarter. You got to learn how to invest. Yeah. And you know, let your money kind of work for you versus just like work until you're old and old and gray. Yeah, and that's why I want to get more just in like to being more of a GC, but that's definitely coming more this year. Like I have some big jobs coming up where then I won't have time to be on the tools as much because I'm going to have big contracts going and stuff. So this year is going to be, I think a huge year for me here. And it's a, it's a huge learning curve too, though, because I'm doing like quite a bit of like permit stuff, like a huge job. Hopefully I'm getting out in Maple Ridge but there's like all like civil civil engineering involved. And I'm like, man, I've never dealt with this before, but it's just, I look at it as like a challenge. Like, Oh, like why couldn't I get into this? Like know. who on a job like that, do you have to lean on another guy for knowledge or you just kind of figure, I've it, called, figure it out as you go? I've called like this other builder I've worked for. Cause he's, he's, he's been doing custom homes for years. Does some really nice homes. And I was, I was like, Hey, have you ever dealt with this? And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, you got to work your way through it and blah, blah, blah. So it gives me a little bit of confidence, a little bit of knowledge. And, uh, and it's okay to ask questions where I think a lot of people are afraid to ask they don't want to look like they a don't want to look like an idiot, but yeah. at the same time, it's like it's okay to ask. Like, you know, there's there's no such thing as a stupid question. Just stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if, if, if like a contractor did had a question about a permit, they don't want. They feel like they don't want to ask the city because then the city the guy, will start questioning them. The, you're the guy that's supposed to know everything. But they'd prefer to ask. I'm sure. For sure. Like I have called the city, been like, hey, like for this other job I have in North Langley, like they want to turn a suite into a legal suite. But you need like fire separation, and just, there's so much stuff that I've never dealt with before. And I was really honest with the homeowners because they family, I guess they knew their relatives of a friend and blah blah blah. And I was like, look, I've never dealt with this before. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, no problem. Like, we don't really care, you know, how long it takes and stuff. Obviously, a little bit, you know, of course. But but it's like, oh man, like you might have to tear down your drywall because you need fire separation between the, the main floor and the upstairs floor and all this. But then there's fire retardant paint you can get instead of doing double layered drywall. But then you need different types of pot lights. You need to, if they're less than three inches, then you don't have to. And it's like you need you know, CO2 detectors over here. Like it's just so much stuff where I was like, holy shit. And all of a sudden, like just to change out all the pot lights is like eight grand because they have 45 of them. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, you know, to to go through making this sweet legal is like an extra 25 grand to yeah. go through the city. And I'm like, hey, just let you know, like this and like, yeah. And is it going to add that value to the house? Maybe. I think so. They're on like beautiful land out in like North Langley. It's a super nice property they're on. So I'm like, hey, yeah. It's like, I'm just being like, I, I try to be like honest and open as much as I can with my customers. Like literally, here's my sub trades bill. I just add my gc on top of that and that's that like i don't try and smooge people or anything because i think i'm such a people person i get along with every single customer i've ever met i've had maybe two or three in the last nine years where it's like i don't enjoy seeing your face well you know but that's how you build the business is through service and then you probably don't advertise you will get referrals right yeah because like you I, do a good job i p- literally post on instagram and that's it I have nothing on my truck and trailer. Everything is just word of mouth is by far the best advertising you can do. And that's what's kept me going for years. So it's just like, and even when I was with, with uh, Russ, I think we had a van for a bit 
And I don't even know if we got any phone calls from that. The back of my truck was deckled. How many times have you called someone because you saw their van? Not once. Zero zero times? Not once. But I think from a professional standpoint, I think it looks professional to show up to a job with the, you know, the decals out. And it's like if you have like a brand new Mercedes van and it's completely wrapped right away, you're like, that guy's doing well. So there must be a reason behind that. Yeah. You know, but in the trades, it's, it's, uh, it takes a while to like, build your crew up it might take you two years to finally find like this tile setter is amazing i'm not letting this guy go then you got to keep him happy you got to get him good jobs you don't want too many trades in the house at once he'll be like dude i'm trying to do tile here and there's people stepping over me like what the fuck so it's like it's definitely like a, a fine line that you walk and that can take years sometimes to build up the crew that you want to. What, work what's with. the goal with the contracting business you want to build build houses you want to um i just I'm fine with doing renovations, but it's if I was going to, if my plan in life was to be eventually a custom home builder, I have to go back to school. Like I was saying to you, mm-hmm. I got to spend 10 grand. I got to keep updating. Um, I think from what Star Trek said, you have to like keep going and learning new sessions because you're always sort of tweaking building codes and stuff like that. I haven't fully looked into it, but I don't, I don't want to go back to school on something that I'm not fully invested in. Yeah, because my mind now is sort of switching to becoming a GC for renovations because I want to stop wearing the pouch. I don't want to keep working on the site, but I know I don't want to be doing renovations for the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, I want to, you know, if I can do podcast full time, if my sauna cold dunk idea that popped in my head the other day, I want to start up my supplement business. Like there's so many other things I think I want to do that excite me. Like when I complete a reno, it's not the, the excitement is sort of gone now. You know what I mean? It's like when you first, when you walk into a fully renovated house, because you put so much work into it, you're like, I'm just ready to move on to the next job. Yeah. You know, and half the time I'll do a job, but I'm not there at the final stages. I might do a bathroom, but I'm not there when they're painting. I might come back and be like, oh, that looks nice. But that's it. Like I don't get too excited anymore unless it's like really nice you know yeah. you don't really were like uh you know doing like super high-end design stuff and it's gonna get you know published and reposted it might be i feel i might feel like am i excited and happy for the people but you know there's yeah. a job behind it so like there's some pride in in workmanship but then you're like okay on to the next one yeah and like it's it's i forget who i was talking to the other day but being in the trades it's always, or with, I was talking with Mike, and it's just like, go, 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 all the time. And it's, I'm really starting to realize I don't want to live my life like that. Yeah. It's just, and I think probably 75% of it is the pressure I put on myself, but that's just sort That's of, where investing comes in and taking what you earn and make it make it work for you. you yeah. Because, so. like, you know, you can, you can, uh, you can have a business and you can start a business, but if you're just working within it, you've just sort of like made or purchased yourself a job. Yeah. Right? And owning a business isn't all about keeping busy or earning money. It's all about building something that works with or without you. Yeah. You know, you don't have, if, like for our business, Landtrax Logistics, plastic Shout trucking. Out. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs> if I'm not there, like if I wanted to take a week or two or three off. It's still moving. We have system in, systems in place where... The thing operates. Yeah. Everybody has a job to do. Everybody has a job description. Yeah. 
everything gets done. Well, mostly everything gets done when I'm not there. <laughs> you know, we're getting there. Everything's a work in progress all the time. But we sort of built it so, you know, we don't necessarily have to be present for it to be successful. And I think that's yeah. the key. It's, it's like a simple concept, but it's difficult to sort of pull off. Because, you know, I think, you know, I could I could do that. Be- Maybe I could do something better than someone else. Mm. But then if I do that job, it takes away from managing managers or managing processes or building new ideas and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's, it's tough, like, because <coughs> I still... I, I still enjoy working, but then there's some days where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just pay someone to do this? Like, what am I doing? Like, I still do a lot of tile. Like, I enjoy doing tile, mm-hmm. but it's hard to find a good tile setter. Yeah. And, you know, I met this TJ guy, and he does nice work where I'm like, I'm going to be giving you a call. But I'm not at the stage yet to where I can't full-time GC yet because the permit process can take like two, three months to get a permit, but I need to work in between that. Yeah. But when you're the GC, you could run five projects, but you need to get five projects at the same time. Yeah. And what I've really started figuring out in the last couple of months is I'm literally applying for four permit jobs at the same time. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot lot on my plate and I'm like, holy, like I'm really like, you know what? Like, I like smaller permit jobs, oh, a simple backyard building. Yeah, okay, like nothing too crazy, but the one in Maple Ridge is like civil engineering and I got to get re tr- uh, these plans redone. So I got to find a company that can go measure existing cuz I got to get that to the engineer and then and then it has to go to the trust company, and then it has to go to architect design. Like there's so many different steps and sometimes I can take like 2 months because it's like, oh, I found an engineer. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll have these plans back to you in four weeks. It's like, okay. And then you're literally gathering numbers for that job. But a lot of trades, when it comes to such extensive renos, wants to go off a set of plans. It's way easier. Mm-hmm. Here's the square footage. What are we doing for trim? Well, these are all the trim layouts. But there's so, so many questions. And that's where renovations, I think, might be a little more challenging compared to doing a new build. Because in a new build, there's no surprises. Yeah, you just renos. Built. I know. I've done a, like, a fair bit of renos. I know when you open something up. You're like, oh, where's that wire go? Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> not even in a box. Oh, that was buried. You're like, well, we got to figure this out. Or it's like, oh, there's a lot of mold back here. It's like in a brand new house, it's like none, there's no surprises. Yeah. There might be surprises in like when you're digging for the foundation and, it, and you might have to dig down an extra six feet and then your excavation bill goes up like 15 grand or something like that. Like I heard of a, a builder up in High Point that gave a quote for excavation. It was a hundred grand more because they had to dig down like an extra ten feet or something like that. And then landscaping was more because that needed more rocks, and it just continues down the line. So, but yeah, like renovations is definitely challenging. Like, but I know I don't want to do it forever. And like because of the knowledge that I've gathered through the years, I can work on my house pretty much everything besides some electrical work I don't want to do. And the plumbing, my plumber lives right right down the road. So I literally, I built him a table in here. I'm like, well, now you owe me, you know, four or five grand. So it's like when I do my addition one day or do my kitchen, just come plumbing in for free or whatever. Like, because I'll trade work with people that are worth it. But if you don't have the knowledge to do anything, it's like, for me, it's a tough trade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if I built you a table, it's like, hey, I need a 20, I need a 20 yard container. 
It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's, well, two grand where it's like, okay, well, I'll build you a two grand table. Yeah. That switch to me is worth it. Yeah. If but the, if, if the value is equal. If the value is equal. But again, like, it's, it's tough when someone just puts an order in, okay, yeah, we're done trading. It's like, you didn't even really do anything. When I showed up to your house, I did this, brought my tools out. The amount of labor that I have to do to trade that sometimes, it's like, nah, And like, it's your time, right? Like, what is your time yeah. worth? Yeah, that's the thing. And, 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 like, everything costs more these days. Drywall's gone up. Lumber's gone up. People's wages have gone up. That like, ha- what, what, crazy. What, what started that? Because I know of one of my... We just bought a, a sort of a business and a contract off of a guy. Yeah. And, and he was going to build a house on the Sunshine Coast. And they just... The building, like, supplies costs went through the roof, like 25%. Sunshine Coast is super expensive. He's got, he's, he's got probably has the money, but he was like, bang, pump the brakes, done. Well, I know the wood went up quite a bit because with the beginning of COVID, everything shut down, but everyone was still taking All the everything out of the yard. Yeah. So when the mill opened back up, they literally didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, lumber's like, boom, like a stud went from like, I think a two by four, eight footer at Depot went from like, I think at one point it was like 360 to like 750. Well, and I was like, holy, I'm like, I walked by, I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's ridiculous. Like a sheet of drywall almost went up like 20, 30%. And at the same like time, everything. like we're doing the hauling for a lot of these mills up north. And we, we were doing like loads of lumber all the time. And all of a sudden there was nothing. Yeah. We called the mill and there'd be nothing to haul. Because everything was shut down. It was all shut down. Yeah. And they closed mills. Like yeah. they closed, they closed the OSB plant. In they were doing Mile. anything. They closed, um, oh, Hickson. They yeah. closed like one near Prince George, and then like slowly they're kind of reopening. Yeah, because I stuff. ordered like I ordered doors through my dad, and he gets them from Trimlight, which is in the states. But like doors used to be two, three weeks, you know, because the, the panels would get made down in the states, and then they'd get shipped to West Coast Prehung, who I deal with out in Abbotsford. And then they would build the frame, then hang the doors, and then deliver them to me. Mm-hmm. Well, then all of a sudden doors were taking like four weeks. So literally, I'd be at a job. I'd measure the doors. I'd be like, oh, it's really no rush on doors. And all of a sudden, I'd put the order in. They'd be like, yeah, you know, four to five weeks. I'm like, what? So then I'm like, oh. And I'd tell the owners, like, man, I can't get these doors for you. Like, I ordered doors in, like, beginning of January. I didn't get them until, like, the first week of January or beginning of December. I didn't get them until the first week of January because everything in December, it's like good luck getting anything. Everyone's sort of, like, two weeks before Christmas is, like, shut down mentally. People take two weeks off. You know, and because of Christmas landing on, like, what is it, a Friday? Like, that whole week, no one wants to work. And then in between Christmas and New Year's, everyone's like, meh. Like, people take 10, 12 days off. So to get any any materials, doors, windows, whatever, it takes forever. And it's just like, holy shit. And, like, COVID has completely, like, like changed everything. Like, I did a deck in the summer on Cloverdale. And they went out to go get patio furniture. It's 15 weeks really? for patio furniture. So they had, they had old patio furniture. They had to move inside their – or no, sorry. They were buying couches for inside their house, and they had to take their patio furniture from outside to inside because their couches inside were 15 weeks. Well, that's like, just, well, the supply chain got, got really interrupted, and we saw yeah. a lot of that in our business because, you know, we were trucking logistics. You know, factories in China shut down. Um and then, you know, there was three months of backlog. And then the result now is that they're getting caught up. Yeah. But the uh, 
there's like a shortage of actual shipping containers to ship them in. And all the steamship lines, they they reduced their capacity because there was less purchasing going on. Mm-hmm. Now it's gone through the roof and there's not enough ships to haul all the freight. So there's a there's actually like a big systemic problem in the supply chain right now oh, really? because of this. Oh yeah. And and now freight rates are higher, like ocean freight rates are higher. Um, air freight rates, so like air freight from China, like when you order something air from yeah. overseas, nine times out of ten, it'll go on a commercial airliner in like the freight compartment. Like yeah. Nobody sees it, but it's there. And if there's no commercial travel, well, there's no capacity. So air freights went like, you know, three, four times up this year. Yeah. And then, so they then they added a bunch of like, you know, cargo planes to like offset that. But then, you know, the demand kind of softened, and then it went up. So there's just, like, all these capacity issues with, with transportation. And the four people that are listening to this are bored right now <laughs> listening to, about air freight. <laughs> I don't care, man. We talk about whatever we want. Sure. It doesn't matter sure. to me. Well, the logistics, the logistics business is really interesting because it's like a barometer for the economy, right? So if generally, in general, if, if there's lots if, – if the capacity is tight, that means – the and the supply of trucks is sort of like, you know, normal. That means there's a lot of commerce going on, right? Okay. Projects, people shipping stuff, you know, the industrial stuff, food, consumer goods, everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, people. This year, people all they did was sit at home and order shit online. Yeah, so like, I, we have random a hu- there's drivers. a huge like uh, demand for for like um, Amazon warehouse space. Mm-hmm. So like Amazon and all these online fulfillment places have taken up any spare warehouse space in the lower mainland. Um, Amazon has rented every single 53-foot dry van in the lower mainland. I couldn't rent a van to like store stuff in. Well, we have like random people coming up in their cars delivering packages. I'm like, who the hell's at the house? Katie's like, it's an Amazon driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can you How can many you can you can just working? be like a jobber working for Amazon off your app, like delivering shit. That's crazy. I wonder how much you make. Probably fuck all. Yeah, it's gonna be nothing. Actually, worse than like Uber. Yeah. But the thing about Uber is like, that's a whole false economy too. Because, say you pay ten bucks on your app for an Uber. Yeah. They're paying the driver like twelve, so they're losing two bucks a ride. What? Yeah. Did I, you know that? No. Yeah, they have a whole freight system too. So Uber Freight. Like we're it's coming into Canada now, so, so we. How ex- are they still in business? How does that even fucking work? Uh, other people's money, investors' money. Why would you invest in a company that loses on every ride? Like that's because crazy. they're they're using investors' money to purchase capacity in the marketplace. They're taking business. They're taking the uh, taxi service market share <laughs> away from taxis. Yeah. That seems like a silly investment. It's fucked. It's so say Uber Freight for example, like yeah. in our business logistics. Yeah. You, you know, if you're say you're a shipper, you ship tables, and you say I want to ship this table to California, and I go, okay, well I'm going to go solicit a bunch of carriers that you know take freight to California, and I get you the best price. Yeah. I'll mark it up. I'll put my percentage on it, and then I'll you know give you a quote, and then we'll ship it, and then I make money off the difference between what I sell to you for and what I give the carrier. Yeah. Right. Pretty simple. Uber does it the other way. So they're trying to purchase the market share out of the third-party logistics industry with their Uber Freight app. So what they do is they go, okay, customer is paying 1000 bucks, but to make sure that we get that freight from that customer, so they're purchasing the market share, we're going to pay the carrier, say $1,000, you know, right? Cost you to ship something. They're going to pay the carrier 
$1,100 or $1,200 so that they ensure that they're lower than the market price so that gu- guarantees them the shipment. Yeah. So they're losing 200 bucks to ship that freight, but they're purchasing the market share away from the competitor. They lost like, I think every quarter in 2020, they lost somewhere between like 25 and $50 million per quarter just that, shipping freight. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's counterintuitive, right? And these are facts. You're these are these facts. are facts. These You're are facts. facts on my podcast right now. I'm, t- <laughs> these are, I'm spewing facts, man. The numbers could be a bit off, but they're losing like at least a hundred million dollars a year just in their freight components so to their business. So it seems like they're going to take over mm-hmm. the industry with with investors, and then them. eventually they'll inve- eventually probably start turning. They'll have a huge customer base, and then they'll turn it around and like start making more money off of it somehow, raising rates or something. That is crazy. Right. As a business model, as a guy that, you know, builds things for a living, would you ever build something or sell something for a loss just to get the customer? There's no way. Yeah. But if you're using my money and you're like, I just want to, I just want customers. I don't care about making money right now. I'll make money later. I still wouldn't think like that. Because in in investing, it's called like, the exact term is something like discounted future cash value. So that's why Uber's worth billions of dollars. You're investing in the future. You're investing in the future of Uber. As an investor. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah. That's so weird. I didn't do that. Yeah. I've only took Uber, like, I remember the first time I ever used it. We were down in Seattle, me and Chaz, my brother and our buddy Sean. Yeah, Uber lost three bucks that day. <laughs> yeah, a guy pulls up. <laughs> like, we were literally going down the elevator. My brother's like, he's at the front door already. I was like, whoa. It's like, Uber's sick, man. It's like, great. That's ridiculous. I love it. Every time like, I went to Vegas, fucking Uber, Uber yeah, everywhere. Like, that that's the craziest business model I've ever heard. Like Taxis you... operated at a profit, a really good profit. Yeah, they did. Because you had to get a license, right? Hey. So there, there's a barrier to entry into the marketplace. So you had, so like a taxi guy in in Vancouver, that license on that taxi cab is worth six figures because there is a limited number of taxi drivers allowed in the province or in that territory. Now with Uber, it could be hundred people in a ten well, block radius. They allowed Uber and Lyft and all these ride sharing things. Now the now the value of those licenses is way, is way down. Yeah. So that's why like they were challenging it for so long. I wonder what Uber's done with COVID though, because it's not like every individual individual person with they've lost a fortune. Y- yeah, because it, but every people person still buy the stock. The stock's gone up, obviously. Don't you invest in like Tesla or SpaceX? <laughs> Tesla's a, a, probably a winner. Yeah. Mark my words. So when it, when it, when are you going to release this? Um, maybe tomorrow afternoon, Monday morning, something like that. Okay. Why? There's a big investment <laughs> next week, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. GameStop. GameStop. Yeah, there's a big short squeeze on GameStop next week. Tell us GameStop. Uh, GameStop's <laughs> a fucking <laughs> video game retailer, okay. but the company probably sucks. But there, it's what's called a short squeeze. So get in the market quick. <clears throat> no, the, a bunch of institutional investors are short the stock, so they're betting on it that it's going down in value. But last week it like skyrocketed in value. So all those people that were short GameStop, so they were betting on it to go down. So when you're short a stock, you essentially borrow it mm-hmm. to. So you borrow the stock, thinking it's going to go down in value. So you borrow it at X, yeah. and then when it goes down in value, you give it back at Y, and you collect the difference, okay. which is a weird thing to even like. 
You're getting, making money when it goes down, which is you know counterintuitive. And no one can see him slowly b- blinking <laughs> at Brian right now. Like, uh-huh. wipe the you drool off your <laughs> lip. <laughs> so like when so now there's like the the short the the number of shares short exceeded what is in the marketplace. So when the value goes up, the short sellers have to basically like cash it in and like cut their losses at some point. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough shares to in in the marketplace, right? Because there's a finite number of shares in that company. Okay. There's not enough shares to cover those shorts, so the demand for them goes way up, and therefore the price of price them goes goes, goes goes way up. So what I think is going to happen, and like all these knuckleheads I talk to online, <laughs> <laughs> is that the 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 share value is going to go crazy next week. Interesting. So I might show up to the next podcast with a nicer car. <laughs> Or I might lose some money, and then then let's never yeah. bring it up ever again. <laughs> and don't so hey, if my wife is listening, I didn't actually buy that stock. <laughs> well, so you're saying I shouldn't release this till next weekend? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I get too excited. Like I even like uh, uh, when Julian was on last weekend. He's like, "Oh, when are you posting this?" I was like, "Probably tomorrow." He's like, "Whoa, like th- you can do it that fast?" I was like, "Yeah," because I I don't edit. Like I don't take out like. Oh, I don't like the way that sounds, so I'm gonna take it out. It's like, no, I, I don't do that. This is literally just a conversation between two friends, and we're gonna talk about whatever we're gonna talk about. He's like, oh, some guys don't release stuff for weeks. I'm like, to be honest, I'm way too fucking excited to release this. <laughs> like, I'll literally we'll stop recording and whatever, however long. Like, I'll listen to it. I'll get up at like five thirty tomorrow. I'll listen to it before the, any the whole house is awake yet, and then I'm like, sounding pretty good. Like if there's something like super well, why, bad, if it, if why don't you just fire it out there? Why even listen to it? Because I'm curious to listen to it. Okay. Like I like I think it's important maybe to listen to your podcast, yeah. even though most like I think. Yeah, but j- does Joe listen to it? One day, <laughs> <laughs> one day maybe. I've always pictured. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm picturing myself on this podcast. <laughs> one day, man, you'll be there. I believe in you. I You're mean, a doer. That's what I said before, and I'll say it again. You're a doer. It'll happen. Yeah, it just seems like I was thinking to myself, like even about that idea with the, you know, the cold dunks and the saunas here on on the on the property, and I'm like, am I trying to do too much? I'm like, fuck, because then I won't be able to focus on one project fully. But I can't, I can't. Like my mind doesn't work like that. Like I, I might be like the next fucking. You're like you're you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) That's what you are. Is that what I'd be considered? I guess. Yeah. Well, you're self. Okay, let's go through the list here. You're self-employed. You build furniture. Uh, you don't have a boss. Uh, you came up with the idea of having a podcast where you, you know, go on a sauna that you built yourself, yeah, and then dunk your friends into a literally a deep freeze, yeah, and then like take joy in the pain <laughs> in our, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's just weird to think like that. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to think. Like, I'm, like, better than anyone or higher than anyone. Like, I don't ever want to think like that, ever. Like, I just, I want to literally live my life the best way that I see fit for my family and myself and the people around me. Who can I help out in my circle of friends with their company? If it ends up this podcast turning into something, then maybe I can promote their business and they can get more business because of the words that I use. Then so be it. You know, like that, that's definitely the plan, man. I just, I don't know. And you know what? You know, um, 
you'll probably meet some uh, interesting people along the way. I hope so, man. Like I maybe you'll you'll build me a house one day Who when knows? I make all my GameStop money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> GameStop money. So uh, like you've or, been or, you've been into stocks for what? Yeah, a couple I, of years. I, I maybe was, I dabbled done. a little bit. I've actually I was more interested in like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for a long time, and then you know, like I said before, I so I was a little ha- too hasty on my profit taking. Um, I bought that stupid Porsche. I uh, paid for <laughs> oh, a wedding. Yeah, the chick car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the chick car. Yeah, that was. A <laughs> I, m- impl- I remember when you came. Rolled here in in my white in boxer. Your white boxer. <laughs> I was like, oh, like. <laughs> you're like, that's cute. You're like, that. It's nice that you bought Christy a new car. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, she drove. Hey, where's she your, drove. Where's she, your Porsche? I'm yeah, like, ah, col- you got me there. What color's your Porsche, dude? <laughs> yeah. But Christy, Christy literally drove it once to like the beer store. She's like, I'll take your little car. Where'd we and go? And she's like, I got hit on so much when I was like just <laughs> between here and the here and the beer store. I was well, like, she's probably I was like, flaunting the chest a little more driving that thing. Oh yeah, because um, that was that was party Christy before kids too. She was, she was like probably just soaking it in. Yeah, well, there's a lot of girls that did that though. <laughs> um, what was it? Because we, oh yeah, me, you, and Chit drove up to Todd's Deg. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Cause like, why'd you come here in a box? Yeah. Cause I drove up. Yeah. With you and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Katie was like, next time leave the keys. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it like beige interior in that thing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How long did you keep that thing for? Not long. Not long. Not long. I drove it for like for a few months and then I just parked it and then I read somewhere that the engines literally explode in those eventually. So I was like, mm, I'm gonna just get rid of it while I still can. Yeah. I drove a Tesla. I guess last summer, and that thing is. Really? You had a Tesla? I thought you were like no, a I pickup. drove it. Oh, you drove it like <laughs> once? It wasn't <laughs> Maybe I told myself. I'm like, shit, there is good money in I, that rental stuff. I told myself by the time I was 35, I wanted to own a Tesla. So that's this year. Yeah. So. See, the Model 3 <laughs> is like, you know, it's cute. It's small. But that that Model S, that's where it's at. She's deadly. Maybe like maybe when the Cybertruck comes out, you can rock the Cybertruck. I don't know. I I. It looks a little bit goofy, I but eventually, Tesla, but eventually it'll, it'll like it'll warm it'll, up to you. Yeah, yeah. I the, when I first time when I saw that picture of it, I was like, I don't know about that. Like it, it looks just, a bit like Blade Runner goofy. Yeah, but you know, I think they he meant to do that because he's like Elon Musk is like a troll on another level. So he he released that knowing people would there be mixed reviews, so they would talk about it, but people still put like I'm pretty sure my mom put a deposit on one. Oh, be, really? Fuck yeah, probably. <laughs> she probably put a thousand bucks down. She's probably like, why not? Yeah. Hey, Brian, check this out. Look I have at this my Tulsa. Cy- <laughs> <laughs> Look at my it's Tulsa. Like, no, no, mom. Space truck. Yeah, like I, I would love to own a Tesla one day, man. I think, I think he designed that car really nicely. I'm sure it wasn't just him, obviously designing. It was all his engineers and designers and stuff. But like, I would, <laughs> I couldn't imagine sitting down and trying to talk to that guy. I'd be like, I am way too dumb for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't. What am I going to relate with with you on tables? He's probably going to. He'd be like, "Fuck, this is a nice table, man." Give me twenty of them. Yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ten grand a piece. I want this this to be in the new Cybertruck. Well, this is the nicest wood I had, so that's why I made it. Is it nice. It is nice. Clear all walnut, expensive wood. It's what nice. does a piece of wood like this cost? This stuff is 25, 20 to twenty five bucks a board foot. What the fuck is a board foot? Like inch times. Or it's uh, width times height times length. Oh, okay. So I've never known that. I've like always like nodded, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I calculated. Board, board like I, I, I didn't know how to calculate it at first, but you do everything in inches. Is so there it's like, like an app that allows you to calculate it? No, I just I have a construction calculator app, 
on my phone, and I literally be like, okay, this thing is two inches, so it's two times twenty inches times sixty inches, and mm-hmm. then that comes out to whatever, and then you divide it by one forty four, and then there's your board feet for that. The only time I've so. ever bought anything by board foot, I went to this uh, like a reclaimed lumber place like maple in maple ridge, ridge. yeah, yeah so I, I, went I remember you calling me you're like where am i supposed to go I'm like, yeah there's <laughs> a place out in maple ridge i went there and i'm like i'm looking around and i'm like there's some pretty cool shit there they had like the beams out of the old woodward's building yeah and like crazy shit They're right on the river right yeah right yeah. on the river and really beautiful stuff and then they have like finished finished product and i'm looking around i think i was with christy's dad i was looking for some sort of like post thing to make the oh your the, railing the railing yeah the yeah, sort yeah, of industrial yeah. kind of railing and so I found something I liked, and I, I see this guy. This guy's walking around with his girlfriend, and she's looking at her phone, and then yapping at the boyfriend. And he's just kind of nodding. And you know, I, I walk up to him, like I'm like, "Let me guess, Pinterest." He's like, "Fuck, fuck that, fuck Pinterest, dude." Fuck Pinterest. He's like, "He's like been here for fucking two hours." <laughs> How was it? I've never actually been there. I've heard about it through this uh, inter- or this uh, woodworker guy. No, if but you're I've into if there. you're into wood, which I think you are, a little bit. I like wood. They got. Wood. I like wood in my hands, dude. They got wood coming out there. <laughs> hard wood, soft wood, medium soft, wood, soft, hard, <laughs> wet, <laughs> wet wood. Old, yeah, new. I'd like to go there one day because I know Chaz was saying he wanted he wanted to get like a. A piece of like fur beam. He's gonna do this like really cool like lighting with it for like a lamp. He's like, can we just mill one up? I was like, it's gonna be soaking wet. Yeah, you can mill it up. They got stuff under cover. They got yeah. lots of stuff like under like a lean to. They'll, they'll still custom cut it. Yeah. So the the moisture con like you still want wood to be like under ten percent before you even touch it. What you should probably do is buy a shipping container and build a kiln. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally like those three logs I milled up. I literally just brought in here. Yeah. And it doesn't go below 20 degrees in here but it's all about the moisture of the wood but i think when i milled it it was high 40s and then now i think uh, the beach and the maple are at like 13 or something like that 12 but it's hard i don't think i can get any more moisture out of it unless i put it in a kiln but then you need quite a bit of board feet to actually like get into the kiln to be worth it yeah so i'm like i'll just fucking leave that if the wood sitting inside in here for five years, it's probably fine to work on. But it's not, you don't want to work on wood that's like 20, 20%. Because then it's like, oh, I sanded this so nice. And all of a sudden the next day, it's like whoop, completely cupped. You're like, shit. I don't know jack shit about wood. All I know is that that reclaimed uh, wood place, like I was talking about board feet, Yeah. I go to pay for it. And she goes, oh, it's this much per board foot. I'm like, that's eh, not bad. And then she's like, that's yeah, like 600 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, fuck. go fuck yourself. I'm <laughs> like, actually, here's my Visa card <laughs> because if I, I come home, Christy. if I come home empty-handed, Christy <laughs> is gonna just like put me on some other Pinterest project. But no, yeah. that it, project actually turned out pretty good. Yeah, because what do you do? It's not to code by any. It's a, almost like because it was like the posts yeah. with like a like horizontal. a horizontal, which is illegal uh, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like a ladder for my child <laughs> to crawl up and fucking and fall, fall into over. the basement. Yeah, I caught Hunter on it the other day. He was sort of crawling up there. I was like, good thing we're moving soon. Yeah, we did a this crazy house in Maple Ridge where it like stepped down into the valley. It was like the the craziest house I've ever been in. It was designed by some crazy architect where it's supposed to be, it was like on unbuildable land, like literally not even far from your place right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I went there 
and it was like two concrete massive pillars that were connected by two huge steel I-beams and it was like four levels stepping down into the valley. Apparently it was some big deal back in the day when it got built, even though like the framing of it, it's like so under construction or under code now, it's ridiculous. But it was like, the yeah, literally the craziest house I've ever been in. But I remember when the buddy there did like, they had like four exterior decks and literally you look down the top deck, you're like 70 feet down really? to the ground. Oh yeah, it's far. And the railings like where where in Maple Ridge is it? So you know, I guess you come up to the gas station where you turn right to go to your place. Yeah, you yeah. keep driving mm-hmm. and you go Silver Valley Road. Okay, up there and it's just up there. Oh really? So it's really it's literally five minutes from your house. Okay, and uh, buddy got the railings done and like new railings. You don't I don't think I don't know if it's code or not, but you don't want everyone to like mount them to the tops of vinyl or steel like exactly how mine are and my decks everything's now to the face yeah and it's way more support it's way better but the railings the guy did the guy who installed literally like we're at my waist oh really so you could just like like if you hit it like you would tip tip over and and i was like go 70 feet down i'm like dude like that is a far drop but it was it was a we had to get scaffold set up around this because he had, we had rotten siding. It had to get painted and everything. It was like twenty two grand just in scaffolding to set up. <laughs> I was like, this is. Is ridiculous. it like an architectural kind of like? It's uh, crazy. Like so, I'll, the guy had money. He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he had. That's yeah. the kind of customer that you want in that business. I think super. You nice don't want guy the too. nickel and dime cheap people that are like. You know, going to complain about their See, bathroom. Because I still run into people like that. Like I'll get, like I'll get quotes from people. And like my sub trades will spend a couple hours on a quote and then they'll be like, okay, thanks. You know, that's just like, like I don't run in like a lot of jobs. I quote now I usually get, but there's been, well, they're buying you and you're handsome devil. So they're like, man, like you I, know need, for, I need this guy in my house for a month. For a that's while. I, I always used to cover up my tattoos on my arms because I felt like people would instantly look at me and be like, like you know what I mean. Their right? eyes don't go further than your pecs, though. They're just like, <laughs> oh. they're like, that's that's what I want. That's what I want I around like my young, wife. I, I want like the- <laughs> this young buck over here. But uh, yeah, like I, I used to cover them up because I think I think some people like when I'd used to walk into their house, they would like look me up and down and like instantly judge me on my arms. And I'm like, so I ended up going Is that like just being self conscious. Yeah, like I, a little bit now. I think now I don't really care. Now you don't. You wear, don't like now, me, now you don't, don't wear sleeves when you go in. You're yeah. like, I'm literally shirt. Me. I'm literally shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> hey, I'm the GC. <laughs> I talk Shir- like shirtless this. boys construction. Okay, yeah. what are we on to next? We're gonna do. The We're gonna line? crack up the Camus. Let's not tell Chrissy how much I paid for it. I do like. I do. I've been getting into wine more. I find when I drink beer, I just get fat, like fatter than I. You yeah, know. there's a wine opener over there and two glasses. Should bring it on the table. Shouldn't you have like a producer to do this for us? Yeah. Well, you keep talking. I okay. Go. I'll talk about. Uh, I'll talk about this wine I bought. It's the Camus Vineyards uh, Cab Sav Napa Valley. It's kind of a. It's a, it's my debut, so I figured I would uh, buy something special. I actually had to get the uh, the guy from the liquor store to open a locked cabinet to get it. If that tells you anything about it. 2018. Jamie left. I don't know where he went. He's just, um, I think he's he's jumping in the sauna and he's going to do another cold dunk real quick. 
And for the record, the cold dunk uh, freezer, so it's a deep freeze that uh, that I sat in. My my big ass and hips were too wide to even get down deep, so I didn't even get the full experience. I was just in it up to like just below my nipples. I couldn't even get my shoulders in there. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, I need a bigger freezer. I know. Maybe just invite like skinny people on your. Uh, like I'm not a f- I'm not a fat not boy. Fat, I'm not a fat boy by any means, but I got I got some hips on me. I well, guess. I have to give out the shout out to Tanner now because I haven't used his wine glasses or his opener yet. Hey, so thanks look, again to Tanner. It worked for a shot. So do you have, you, have it, you had this? I think so. There's an empty. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I good shit. It's, I like the label on it, man. It's fancy. It is fancy. It's. Uh, so, I remember I went out for, I went out for lunch. I, we bought this trucking company. Uh, that we own, Posse Trucking. We bought it uh, three, four years ago. And um, <clears throat> I went out for lunch with him and one of his friends, and his friend owns a rather larger, much larger trucking company. I won't say the name of the company. I don't see any legs running off this thing. What's going on? I here? don't know. I, like <laughs> I judging don't know wine, means. I just taste it. Here, cheers. Cheers, buddy. I taste the wine, and if I like it, I keep drinking it. And if I don't like it, I also keep well, drink, I, I also t- keep drinking it. Todd went out, I guess, with I'm not sure if it was like uh some executives from his company that he works for. And like as soon as the guy, I guess, cracked Ooh, that's good. Cracked the bottle at the table, Todd I think went to go reach for it to pour a glass. The guy's like, just give it give it like five minutes. And Todd's like, Oh, okay. Like he just he just wants a glass of wine and he was like yeah, the guy like just let the bottle sit. He's got to let it breathe, and then I think did they the decant it? Did they put it in the decanter? I don't. I, I don't know. They were at a restaurant. That's a wine so. guy thing. You got to decant your wine. Yeah, and he's just like, and then he went to go reach for it again, and I think the guy may have like smelt it or something. He's like, just a couple more minutes, and then it's going to be perfect. And like, I'm like, are you like? Todd's like looking off, at the like, guy like, what are you talking about? It's good though, right? The uh, so yeah so we went out for lunch, lunch with man. this uh, this guy he's like he's very successful he he had, owns this very large uh, trucking company oh look at this shit all over my hand from the court <laughs> what the fuck is this but uh, so this guy we sit down I was a little late to lunch and they had a decanted bottle of wine you know yeah the decanter. that's the thing you stick into the top and then no it's like it's like the jug like a jug oh the jug okay. yeah so the fancy people call it a decanter. Oh, I was thinking the thing that hillbillies like me call it the jug. <laughs> pour that when that jug over there. Like that thing you put in the top of wine bottles and it adds more air. Oh, to that's, it the as you pour. that's the, the aerator. That's the aerator. Okay. So we, they have this wine, and they're like, "You want some wine?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course I want some wine. It's noon on a fucking Wednesday. Of course I want wine." <laughs> so I had a glass of wine, and then so we drank that one, and we drank four more bottles of that wine. Oh. And I didn't know. I had no idea. That's a headache. Like we were just like talking and laughing, and they're telling me, regaling me with stories of you know all the. You know stuff they used to do when they were younger. These guys, you know, p- put put into perspective, they're like sixty plus years old, and I'm thirty something. So we're <laughs> we'll laughing, we're yucking up, we're dra- we're getting just wasted on a Wednesday. Um, and and then the the old the the rich guy goes, I gotta go, I gotta I gotta go see my personal trainer after drinking, you know, four, <laughs> four or five bottles of wine. So he leaves, and the waitress is like, Oh, do you guys want anything else? I said, Yeah, because he paid the bill, right? He pays with his credit card and laughs. Well, thanks for lunch. I said, like, yeah, let's get another bottle of that wine. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, that was really good stuff. She's like, that was $600 a bottle. 
<laughs> what? Like, well, I'm like, <laughs> after that first one, it tasted like Copper Moon out of the box. Like, <laughs> I like I'm Copper like, Moon. I'm like, that was not bad. What's what's cheap? She's like, well, you've had like this is like the sixth one. Like, hey, I gotta ask you guys if you're driving out of here. Spent over two grand on wine. <laughs> And he said he was going to see his personal trainer. I assume he was just going to go see like his mistress. Or but something. it sounds like he does that on a regular basis. It, it's maybe a, they knew him by name, and he yeah. didn't actually. At, he they just brought it. They just kept bringing it. So <laughs> it's not his first rodeo. Yeah, I would be curious to like do a test where it's like you have like a four hundred dollar bottle of wine, and you have a forty dollar bottle of wine, and just tape them. Forty is like, pretty good. Like forty is a good, you know. I w- I still don't spend forty bucks on a bottle of wine. I will once in a while. Like Maybe a nice like time. like a Zinfandel from California, like like a good creamy Zinfandel. They're fucking good. Yeah. And if it's just like, I remember Christy went away and I I had to do some like finishing stuff on the house yeah. before we listed it, and she went up to a hundred mile to see the family, and I just stuck it out at home and just drank wine and just like painted and like did some trim and all this shit. And I would, you know, end of the day, I'd drink a nice like forty, fifty dollar bottle of wine. Bottle. I deserve and, it. And and then and another one, another one. And then by you know by midnight, <laughs> I'm staggering around the house <laughs> with a paintbrush and a fucking Touch, paint can, touching <laughs> up stuff. I wake up and there's paint all over the floor. <laughs> she get home, she's like, "What did you even do? Like, there's fucking paint here." He's about my name on the wall, saying, <laughs> "I love you." Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, I don't know, but I spent a lot of time in the hot tub this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember, like, when we were younger, even though we're still young, when we were still drinking heavily, um, we I would always pick up like those uh, that white Zinfandel Corbet Canyon. Corbet Canyon. <laughs> well, it had, oh, the, it had the wide mouth for chugging. Yeah, like so a, like a Gatorade bottle. I think I remember being at what was it? We were at some party in some backyard in Brookswood, and someone dumped my whole bottle into a uh, flabongo, and I just flabongo <laughs> a bottle of wine, and then it's just after that, it was just downhill. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> but when I was bartending at Newlands back in the day, that stuff was like that was the shit for the cougars, so we called it the cougar juice. Yeah, anytime we went to Newlands, that's where everyone's like, Go to Newlands, that's where the cougars it was are. the cheapest, shittiest wine, but the cougars would fucking because it wasn't it certain nights, no, every night, every night, well, not every night during the week, it was a ghost town, but out on the weekends. Yeah, it was like I made a lot of money there off of divorced like fifty plus year olds. It was a good. It was probably the best kept secret for bartending in Langley because that bar was upstairs. I went there a few times. The lounge, yeah, the wrinkle room, <laughs> the wrinkle room, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, lo- I actually that was one of my favorite jobs I've ever had in my life. Because did you bounce at Citrus or bartend? I bartended at Citrus. Yeah, because Katie yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure Christy said like." Brian bounced the citrus. I was no. like, "There's no way he did." No. I was like, "Because I would have known him." The meathead, the <laughs> meatheads bounced. I bartended. I had, I had the sidebar, so I'd start at like ten thirty when things started to get. So rocking. the sidebar by the bathroom. Uh, the sidebar by the bath. Um, no, the other side. The other the side. Smoke pit. By the smoke pit. Yeah, I had the smoke pit bar. <laughs> me and Gross. some like me and some hot blonde <laughs> that she didn't even know how to make a drink, but, but she, was, she was super hot. So <laughs> she was like the draw. She would bring him in, and she she's like she's like, well, I'll just take the money. And just like talk, and you make the drinks, and I'm like, fuck yeah! So we did a good system, so we did pretty good there. But it was kind of a sketchy place to work because, like, I've never had to work anywhere where I actually had to pay the boss to work. What? I had to pay the I we had to I, we had to take ten. It was either ten or fifteen percent of our tips, and give it to the owners. Well, I 
I don't know what it's like in the restaurant industry. No, that so no, don't. that was the, the nightclub <laughs> industry. Yeah. That was like, well, I assume most nightclubs are just big money laundering operations, and this one was probably no different. But the guys that ran it were pretty cool guys, you know. Cool. Yeah, well, everyone's nameless. Yeah, nameless. <laughs> everyone's nameless. <laughs> but the, um, you know, at the end of the night, if you like, between the two of us, we make you know four or five hundred bucks each in tips. You yeah. had to give them ten percent to work. Because that's business, though. Tip out, you got to tip, tip out manager. They'd walk around. They'd be like, management tip out. There you go. Yeah, I, I would hate to know the number that uh, I spent at that place. I would really hate to know. How many number. like how many nights did you go there and just like just how many trips to the ATM machine just back and forth and back and forth? Probably a couple. Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds over the years. Like that place to me was so fun. Even though it's just a club, it's a party where you play, party with your friends. It was like more than that. It was like every time we went there, we knew like. 50 people. Yeah. And you'd walk in there. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. It was like showing up to your own, like, it was like your own spotlight. Like, T-Mac worked at Fluid Mm -hmm. when we were going there hard. And we started at the Fox for my 21st. And then Citrus held a fucking J-Roids turning 21 party at Citrus. (laughs) Really? And it was like... Maybe I bartended that. I didn't know you guys back then. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. And, like, we... It was... I think there's some pictures of me on Facebook where it's I I think I'm going to try to drink a drink and there's a straw but it's not in my mouth and I'm acting like I'm drinking it (laughs) because I thought it was maybe but that place was so fun man like I you know besides all like some of the fights that people got in there there was some fights there was you know there was always stuff going on it's a fucking it's a club in Langley the best part of being a bartender there what one the the owners were great guys they're you know I like them I still see them once in a while and say what's up. Um, the uh, the one thing they said was, if you see your buddies, give them a deal. If you see some girls, give them some free drinks. Mm-hmm. If there's a guy wearing a gold watch and some rings, charge him double. <laughs> Never give the ballers a deal. So a guy would come up and he'd be like, I want, because, you know, he'd have his fucking wad of yeah. drug money. He'd be like, oh, 50 Jaeger bombs. Because he wants to be the guy that lines yeah. up all the Jaeger bombs on the bar. Yeah. And then you... You you tip them over like a domino thing on oh, the bar, yeah. and and if it came to five hundred bucks, you go, yeah, that was a thousand bucks, and he'll never say no because he never wants to look like a cheapskate in front of his friends. So thousand bucks, then he'd tip you another two hundred on top of it. Jesus, dirty, <laughs> so dirty. dirty. But like you know, that was the that was the thing we were doing at the time. Guy, I'm just listening to my boss. Yeah, yeah. I mer- I think uh, easy money. I think I got kicked out of Citrus a few times. I remember it might have been my 21st. Actually, I don't even know. That night was pretty black. But um, I remember going to the bathroom once and coming out, and all of a sudden my arm was behind my back getting, like, say uncle. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what in the fuck? Because I think someone got in a fight that had, like, a white long sleeve on, like me. So... When well, I you're came, probably blackout. You probably punched someone in the face. No, man. I was never an angry drunk. There was like the odd couple times. You're like a huggy kiss. I drunk. was just a uh, fucking love everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> sloppy, but so happy. I never, I never, I fought. I got my first bar fight at Gabby's. That was my first bar fight ever. Yeah. Well, that's the place to do it. Yeah. Inside or outside? Inside. Really? Not yeah. beside the hot dog stand? No, we were, uh, we were um, uh, there with the rugby club. And the Sean Tucker guy 
was from Australia, and you know everyone sort of you know became friends. Like the Langley Rub Club is almost like a family in a way, right? And me and him were dancing with these uh, overweight women on the dance floor for fun, as you would, you know, at Gabby's. Just, it's Gabby's. And no disrespect. Hey, you know what? I was also 22, 23 at the time, maybe. And we're dancing away. And all of a sudden, Sean gets punched in the back of the head. And I turn around, and he turns around. He's like, what the fuck? And he swings at the guy and cracks him in the face. And then I'm I'm me. So I'm like, whoa, whoa like we're just fucking having a good time here. Like, chill the fuck out. And I'm sort of like, You're pushing, like these, I'm pushing these girls Sean are away. Ours. Stay away. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pushing Sean away. And I'm looking at this guy like, what are you doing, man? Like, why'd you hit him in the back of the head? And then all of a sudden we start dancing, and then all of a sudden they start trying to beat the shit out of Sean on the dance floor, and they didn't really realize I was with him. And then I remember completely lining up on someone. I don't know who it was. And he's trying to get his two shots in, so he's waiting for his friends to clear after trying to thump Sean down to the floor. And I just reach back, I turn the guy, and I crack him as hard as I could into the head. And then he dropped to the front, dropped to the floor, and then I went over him and picked him up by his collar and just started hitting him in the face, oh which is not the correct thing to do. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I get cracked from the side, and I sort of drop down on my knee into my elbow, and then all of a sudden, someone jumps on my back, and I couldn't get him off. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting shots from both sides into my side of my head, and then a guy in front of me is kneeing me in the top of the head. But I'm so drunk, I start laughing. Yeah. And then, because the guy's hitting me, I was sort of turtled, so they're punching my hands. And then the guy that's kneeing me, is kneeing me in the top of the head. And I'm like, <laughs> just being an idiot. And then all of a sudden, the guy on my back picks me up. And he was like a big guy. And he picks me up. My feet are off the ground. And I'm like, what the hell? And I I sort of swung my elbow on and cracked this guy in the side of the face. It was the bouncer. Oh. He was holding me down the whole time. So I don't know if he, he was knew. probably trying to protect you. I don't know if he, if he knew the guys he was trying to protect me, whatever it was. But it's such he chaos. He probably saw you throw the punch, and it's, he's like, "There it, he is, get it's him." It's such chaos inside those clubs, anyways. So I elbowed him in the side of the face and cracked him right in the jaw, pretty good. And he's like, "Now you're fucked." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So then he opens up like those side doors, pretty with, much with behind the hot tub, <laughs> behind the hot dog stand, and throws me on the ground. And my ankle lands on the very edge of the stair, and it just rolls really bad. And I stand up, and I'm lipping them off and being an idiot. And then all of a sudden, four or five of those guys that I cracked one of their friends with or cracked him in the face come running out. There's that kid right there. And I'm like, shit. I was, I'm fast on my feet. So I fucking run. I'm gone. I started running, I guess, towards uh, Grade Crescent and... Or was it Great Great Crescent, where that park is there, not too far from Gabby's? I sprinted, literally. There's no way these guys are catching me. So I ran off, and then I'm like, <laughs> I remember standing by like a telephone pole, and I remember calling, who did I call? I think I called my brother. I'm like, dude, you got to come pick me up. Like, I just got in a huge brawl. I got <laughs> got my ass handed to me a little bit, and, and then all of a sudden Cody calls me, and he's like, hey, where the hell are you? I was like, dude, didn't you see me on the dance floor again, like, kneed in the head and shit? But because the dance floor is so chaotic with so many people, all the rugby guys are sitting up top, looks like a dance floor. 
And then Cody got all choked on the phone. He was so mad he didn't see it and all this type of shit. But I, Cody picked me up eventually, and then I stayed at his parents' place where he was, he was still living home at the time. And I woke up. I had, like, a decent black eye on the right side of my face. My ankle, I couldn't even walk on. It was so swollen. I was like, how did I run on this last night? <laughs> it's like pure adrenaline, alcohol. Adrenaline and vodka sodas? Yeah, probably. Well, I used to drink. You're a fit guy. You probably drank. Yeah, but I still drank Fuck everything. Water, I did. It was like, yeah, it was more like Red Bull. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull making my heart palpitate way faster than what it was supposed to. But I, me- I never forget, like, walking. Cody drops me off in the morning at home. My dad's outside washing his truck already. And I walked down the driveway completely limping, still in like a, a tie and a nice shirt with a huge black eye. You're <laughs> wearing just, a tie at Gabby's. Well, I think it was like a rugby wind up, so everyone was sort oh, of yeah. you know dressed up. No wonder they wanted to beat you up. <laughs> yeah. And then my dad just looks at me, he's like, How'd you do? I was like, ah, first bar fight. <laughs> and I just went back inside and went to bed. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I was like, what a night. <laughs> I never I never got into a lot of bar fights. I got into a lot of fights in high school. And yeah. then I had a bit of a reputation, and then I didn't really have to like get into a fight until like I got into a couple little scrappers and and uh, yeah, I never did. We had to hold down the odd uh, abusive drunk at Newlands, you know, like a, you know the older guys, older guys, you know, dad strength, but you know we'd pin him down once in a while. Yeah, I, got, I think I punched a guy in the face on New Year's because he was dancing with Christy, and I was just blackout. And then drinking uh, whiskey. Uh, probably a little bit of everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whiskey's, uh, I think the fight now call for most guys. Uh, yeah, I think I was just, you know, just young and dumb and, yeah. you know, I'm not, I don't like, I don't like violence that much. I don't think it solves much, but. Well, I know. think even when I was talking with Mike on here, it's like, if I was honest about fighting, I really don't know how to fight. Like yeah. if some guy was like three or four months training of boxing came up to me, he'd probably be able to punch me out. Yeah, it's probably, like, he'd probably tune us up. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, would I be able to hopefully hold my own? Hopefully. It depends how dirty you fight. Like, if you fought dirty, you could probably, like, you know, do pretty well. Yeah, if it was, like, a fair fight, just, you know, helmets and gloves. I would, I would like to get more into, you know, trying, like, kickboxing or boxing or something like that. But it's like, try and find the time to do that now. Do, do, you, love, <laughs> like, do you love head injuries? <laughs> yeah, I, I learned so much about that type of shit. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I really... Like, I wouldn't want to get involved in any boxing matches, but I would like to, you know, like, learn how to spar, learn how to fight. But again, then you... I would like to put my kids in into martial art where there's no, like, you know, head kicks. Eileen Eden are going in stuff, for sure. Yeah. Because I know... But even, like, Taekwondo... Taekwondo, I know, is, like, the go-to for kids. No, and it's, jiu- like, discipline. Jiu-jitsu. Is it now? All the way. Yeah. All the way. Well, it's like you can, you know, turn someone into a pretzel. Well, if like, that's bigger than you, that's that's actually probably. I'd a better be like, "Hey, you're gonna learn how to kick or kickboxing, so you know what to do on your feet." But if the if the fight goes to the ground, you know how to choke someone out. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is, there's no such thing as a one on one fight anymore. No, like, and they're all broadcasted on TikTok. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I I remember fucking one week in high school. I think it was grade twelve. I think there were like four fights, and I'm like, "This is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> it was like a great week. One on one. Yeah, yeah. There was never brawls in high school. There was always just one on ones. Like, yeah, oh, we, this we guy would actually like if there was two guys in high school that wanted to fight. Like, I went to Walnut Grove, and there was there was probably a fight like every week, and we would sort of like there'd be a spot, like we'd pick a spot, and then yeah. the two guys would fight, and that would be the end of it. There was no like, you know, ganging up on a guy or just no. be- beating someone up for for shits and gigs. There was there was one party we all went to back in the day where one kid did something to one of our buddies, and then he got circled. Yeah, 
yeah. eight people around him and he was on the ground. <laughs> That's not, not fair. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't there. I, I left the party and I was like, cause it was such, it was such a weird vibe at the party where there was such a mixture of, uh, like the guys younger than us that we weren't really friends with in high school. And then there was our group of friends. And I remember leaving the party because I think I had to work the next day or something. I was like, something's going to happen here. And I'm not going to be here for it. But I guarantee, in, in, I think, I don't know if I s- said it to anyone, but I think I was in my head. I'm like, man, there's a mix of people here. Something's going to happen all of a sudden. 10 minutes later, I'm laying, or 20 minutes later, I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I get a phone call. He's down, you know, buddy's down, buddy's down. I'm just like, fuck, man, driving back to the party. The fight's already over by the time you get back there. And a couple people in the hospital, and it's just like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it happened. I was like, I knew it. I called this. I called this in my own head because there was too many different likes of people there, and shit hit the fan. But yeah. Well, we're old now, and that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. But I remember back, back in high school, like, we went to Walnut Grove, and we would always, like, for some reason, we'd always just, like, there would be a party near like guys that went to mountain up the yeah. road well mountain was always like you don't want to fuck with the guys from mountain but we would like, go we would like school. we would like rush their parties and just like go through and like just we would beat guys up and then yeah, they would it, do, they would do it to us because i think like star truck went to mountain i think i went to like i went to like uh i knew a bunch of those guys because I, I i don't know if you know this but i got i went to langley fine arts okay i got kicked out for selling weed <laughs> <laughs> and then I went now to Walnut Grove. Four people know that. Yeah, four people know that now. <laughs> Maybe my old principal is listening. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Peter Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. Bald fuck. And then, um, and then I went to Walnut Grove, and I got kind of they. I just was a bad student, and I was kind of an angry kid, so I, I would get in some fights. Yeah. And uh, continued selling weed because you know. You're hard as fuck. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I had like a backwards fubu hat. I could wear it citrus was, one day. I was pretty sweet. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> you I had like fubu. I had like I had Harry Harry Potter glasses too. You had fubu clothes. Yeah, well, I don't know. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I had one fubu hat. Nice. And maybe like sweatpants. Or Echo with a rhino fubu. No, I, I wasn't. I wouldn't have enough money to get Echo. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just like acquired the. Fubu I never rocked Echo. I had like I remember high school was like polo, bit of Tommy Hilfiger. I could see I, you wearing like like Adidas tearaways. I tear away in fucking grade eight, grade nine. Yeah. And then guys would tear them off and they'd be like, fuck, give my pants back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then I then I, I got kicked out of Walnut Grove. So I got kicked out of Fine Arts and Walnut Grove in the same year, grade eight. And then I went to Apex for two years. Two years at Apex. And that was an interesting school because I wasn't like a knife wielding maniac and I wasn't like It's some anger issues. There's either some issues there for sure. But I went to school with like it was like Kids that had legitimate problems, like yeah, foster yeah. children with, and, like, some kids with, like, fetal alcohol syndrome that were just, like, severely troubled. Yeah. And then, like, me, and I'm just, like, I'm just, like, kind Even of Even I feel off. like an oddball here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, like, <laughs> shit, man. Like, that kid's crazy. Like, he brought a knife to school. <laughs> 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 and then it, and then I went back to Walnut Grove and, like, you know, kind of proved everybody wrong. And I'm, like, hey, I'm not a knife-wielding maniac like these other kids. Like, got some daddy I made, I made the honor roll. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I... My sister actually was the first... She went to this Apex, too. And oh, she really? was the first person to ever graduate from Apex Secondary in Langley. And now she's a plastic surgeon. So, you know... Oh, wow. She did quite well for she herself. She did okay. Then. She did okay. She's fixing she's the people's smart faces. One. She's the Noses. smart one. I'm the funny one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever met your sister, have I? No, she... She... Does, she 
worked for my dad's company for a bit, and then she yeah. she did her her science degree, and then uh, one of her instructors suggested that she take her MCAT to do you know a medical school thing, and she did it, and she got into medical school, and then now she lives in Winnipeg, and she's a resident for plastic surgery. So Winnipeg, well, they have a good program there. Never been. It's you know, it's Winnipeg. I should go explore Canada. It's actually more. the the I found out that it's actually the stabbing capital of Canada. <laughs> and to get stabbed in Winnipeg, they call it the Winnipeg handshake. Shut up, really? Because <laughs> yeah. there's so many stabbings. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is pretty normal. What'd you do this weekend? Got stabbed. There's oh, not nice. a lot of like uh, gun violence there. There's a lot of like getting stabbed at seven <laughs> elevens. What? Yeah. It's a rough town, man. Weird. There's like a big like the like the city of Winnipeg, like the inner city, is like pretty pretty rough actually. Really, but it's nice. It's like a cool. Yeah, but every cool city has a rough spot. Yeah, like there's rough spots in Langley. There's rough spots. It's in like Wallach- a rough couple like, blocks in Langley. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, a couple blocks for sure. But I think they're trying to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I think they're all moving. City. They're all moving to Maple Ridge now. <laughs> yeah, they're going That's why we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. We're in the nice part, but you know, driving into Maple Ridge, it's like Zombieville sometimes. It's like. Yeah, is it? I was at the liquor store in the summertime, and I'm like, there's a lot of homeless people in Maple Ridge. It was a big problem for a while. And this guy walks in, homeless guy. Obviously, he's like, you know, wearing rags, basically. Yeah. He comes up, and he grabs two of the most expensive bottles of tequila on the shelf and, like, walks out the door. And I'm, like, buying my fucking <laughs> box of wine. <laughs> I'm like, did that guy just take that? Aren't you going to say something? She's like, we're not allowed to say anything. He say what? She's like, if I yell at him, I'll probably lose my job. And when we call the cops, they tell us to just not call because it happens so often. Really? And I'm like, so I could take this box of wine and walk her right now. She's like, yeah, I don't care. She's like, I can't even say anything. I'm like, well, I'm going to pay for it this time. But next time, I will. <laughs> I'm a tax-paying citizen. <laughs> That's crazy. But don't. I, I kind of want to walk out with that, uh, that big bottle of scotch over there. That's hilarious. Just yeah. such petty she little. Goes, he comes in every day and does the same thing. No way. And we can't even stop him. That's <laughs> that's wrong, dude. It that's, is wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. That's There's something wrong when, like, you just kind of let people get away with stuff. And this was before, like, this was actually, bef- this was before the summer. This is, like, before COVID was, like, a thing. Now it's, like, you, they, they won't even, like, let them get near anybody that works there. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I pulled up. What was I driving from? I was driving back home from Fort Langley, and I was on Glover turning on to 216th. Mm-hmm. There's just some homeless guy looked in rough in shape. In Walnut Grove? No, that'd be like Langley still. 96th to 216th? No, no, no. Sorry, Glover and 216th. Glover, okay. Got yeah, it. so turning off Glover on the 216th had no mm. hope. And there's a, there's, a, there's a homeless guy, like rough shape. No idea why he got like that, what happened to him in his life, whatever. Probably has an iPhone. Got it with a <laughs> Serb payment. Jumps into his nice truck and then drives yeah. away after. Jumps but, into uh, his Subaru. I was like, fuck, I should just... Give this guy some food. And I just like, I, I reached over, had like a big bag of nuts and seeds and like raisins in it. And of course, you'd be driving out with nuts and seeds. Oh, obviously. It's a healthy <laughs> snack to snack on when you're driving. And uh, I just went out the window. I was like, hey, man, you hungry? He's like, starving. I was like, here. He's like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, that's not crack. I can't smoke it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Part of me was just like, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? He's like, I don't want to give him like money because I have no idea what that money's going to go towards. But you know. But food. Yeah. Just give him food. Maybe that guy's fucking starving. 
I was like, okay, here's some nuts and seeds. I think there's enough like social safety net in like our town, like Langley, Lower Mainland. For anybody, if they're hungry, they can go. They can probably go get food whenever they want, either the food bank or a shelter. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing. Offer him something that he can't convert into drugs or alcohol. Yeah, or you know what? Give him some drugs and alcohol. Or the most famous guy around town. Is the Langley Can Man. The Can Man. The fucking Can Man. He's actually pretty fit. Dude. I saw him. That he, guy one runs day, around. Somebody must have given him shoes because I saw him wearing some new fucking shoes. Dude, that guy probably hustles more than us. Yeah. To make a living and stay alive. He probably has a podcast. He had, probably has like a, He's probably got a lot million, more followers. Million followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like that guy runs around literally like gray sweats, white t shirt, carrying probably 10 pounds of cans. In a flex fucking bicep curl, running around town like, you gotta be in good shape, bro. Like probably in good shape. I think he had his own Facebook or Instagram page for a while. I think someone actually started it, and people were like uploading photos. <laughs> so they were taking photos of the guy and then uploading. It. I was like, that's pretty legit. Have you, ever, bro. have you ever talked to him? No. Oh, I'd be curious though to see what, like mentally, probably, I, li- probably lives in High Point. Like a guy like that. Why wouldn't you become like a fucking mail carrier? Like you'd probably put all these other people out of business because this guy's literally Mental running illness, probably. And he's like, you know what? He can probably pay for life. He probably doesn't care what people think of him. And he goes, I'm gonna collect cans, and I'm gonna exchange those cans for money. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go home at the end of the day. Very simple life. And then I'm gonna do it again. And it's he, he has got no boss. He's an entrepreneur. He's like you. <laughs> you know he's, what? An entre- he's got no <laughs> boss. He he sets his own hours. He does whatever he wants. He doesn't answer to anybody. He's probably porking the girl at the fucking bottle depot. <laughs> She's going, man, this guy has endurance. Look at the guy's right bicep. It's huge. His right bicep <laughs> is huge. Must be from carrying He's got cans. a fresh set of new balances. But you know what? You just gave me a brilliant idea. I can see his package through those gray spots. I should have him on the podcast. <laughs> we should have him on here. <laughs> You've got some empties. We can lure them yeah. in. We can we lure them in with we that. We could set cans all the way from 200 down 20th. Yeah. Just all little, the way to the Like a little breadcrumb trail. Yeah. 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 What's that, Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. <laughs> just, Hansel, just, just Hansel and Gretel. Them. And then at the end, have like a like have like have a 60-pounder, like the ultimate 20-cent cashback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> instead of like a can. Yeah. But didn't they raise prices? I think so. That, that like, He probably, you know, he probably, his return on investment for his time is like... He's probably making some like real he money he now. might even ask me for money to come on the podcast because he's gonna be losing out. Yeah, maybe he'll sponsor. Two, <laughs> maybe he'll sponsor it. <laughs> he could be one of my sponsors. Yeah, Can Man Dan. <laughs> Use promo code. I wonder uh, what his name is. Do you know his name? Um, he. What do you he, think? If you look at him, he's got him, red. Doesn't he have like a red kind of hair? No, no. He's, he's losing he, it. He's got like runways runways on his head like I do, but I think it's blonde. He wears glasses. I think. Yeah, he looks like a berry. We should get him some like really good running shoes. Yeah, like some Asics. Yeah, there's some barefoot. Like Hoga. Like so Hoga those like toe shoes. I got a pair. Do you? Yeah. When Rogan got them, I heard about them on the podcast. I was like, I'd be curious to try those, and I did. And they're I never got they're I, weirdly I, comfortable. I, I never went to the the toe shoes when I was running. We did like Tough Murder for a few years in a row. I got the minimalist shoes. Yeah. And I like those. I had the Vibrams. I, the they're Vi- Vibram. Yeah, the Vibrams. Yeah, yeah. but not the toe ones. Because they, they kind of creep me out a little bit. They're a bit weird. Uh, they're, you they're, look like you got like gorilla feet, like big pads on your toes. They're nice. I remember seeing a guy at the gym with them, and I was like, I don't wear mine to the gym. But <laughs> I was like, 
I, I he's I like would, he's like just benching, but wearing. I would wear them when we'd go for walks and stuff like that, but they're comfy as hell. You should just take it to the next level and just not wear shoes. Well, you can I went. I went for six months when I lived in Thailand when I was like nineteen. No shoes. No shoes. For fucking it's six months. Better. I drove a motorcycle, no shoes, no shirt. Well, they say you should be walking around outside with, say, if you're in your backyard or, or whatever it is, you should be walking around with no shoes because then you feel more grounded. You feel the dirt, the yeah. the, the sand, whatever is so in Everybody has like these soft feet. You step on a pebble and you're like, ouch. Dude, like when we were in the sauna and doing the cold dunks when there was snow and mm-hmm. you'd come out of that freezer, we usually wouldn't go back in the sauna because you want your body to heat up naturally. But for a podcast, it's it's better to go in so you're not coming in here like I'm still freezing cold. Like then it's not going to be. You should have a microphone beside the cold dunk. You have like, maybe you would have may have last longer then. That's a swearing probably. Just like fuck this or a complete silence. Yeah, usually just like breathing and just like mild swearing under the breath. Yeah, like the other couple Sundays ago, we had Lenny and Chantel come over for a barn swell, and then they're like, "Oh, can we do the sauna and try the freezer?" I was like, "Sure, yeah," and I think. I was sitting in the freezer for three and a half minutes just having a conversation with Chantel. She's like, how the fuck are you sitting in that? I'm like, I'm used to this. Yeah, I do like, this every day. You lasted 30 seconds, but I do this like six times a week for the last two and For months. the record, mine was 47. The first but you time. did it twice. So you did technically, I guess, total about a minute 50 or so. I would have, gone, I would have kept going back and forth and just doing it a bit longer. There is, people do do that. They go from hot to cold, hot to cold, back and forth. Yeah. But... Yeah. But like it's surprising, like how how hot I felt. Yeah, I felt so hot. I was like, my heart rate started to go up. I noticed my heart rate went up. Yeah, and I so I stood up. I was like, okay, in the sauna. In the sauna, because it's like a cardio workout in the sauna. That's why your heart starting to pump. My start started hard to pump a little bit. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm gonna have a heart attack. Okay, maybe I'll go <laughs> cool down. <laughs> I'm gonna fall forward here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, I forgot to fucking do the wheel last week. I'm gonna have a heart attack. Oh, round two with the cameras, and then. And then when I went back in the first time, it felt room temperature in the sauna. Yeah. Like you don't feel the heat. No. At, at all. Because your skin is so cold from that freezer, man. Yeah. It's hey, so I gotta cold. go, I gotta go piss out of my big fat dick. So um I'll chat away. Okay. You can sure. still talk to me, but I'll be over there. So as you're touching yourself, I'm gonna talk to you. Yes. <laughs> it's Brian's turn to go to the bathroom. But what I was thinking actually during this podcast. Is we need cigars. Right, Brian? Cigars? cigars? That's okay. Just the uh the uh yeah, the walls will soak it in and the carpet. It's okay. But I thought of actually an intro. I think I might do a guitar intro. because um, I do well, I used to play guitar a lot, but I think I might try and create a little rift. And uh, do that as my intro, maybe five to eight seconds, nothing too long, nothing too crazy, but I need to figure out what I want to make and see what it sounds like. Um, But yeah, just an idea. Um, I think it would sound nice. Maybe an acoustic. I don't think I would do a metal one. I do have a 12 string, but uh, that guitar is actually Dave Harden's. Shout out to Dave, Faux Dave, DRD. Got to get DRD on the podcast. But um, what do you think of a guitar intro? A guitar intro? Yeah. We should make the contest, the, every guest do a guitar intro. No. No? I need an intro. I like four songs on the guitar, so I could probably do like a pretty good intro. I just, I want to have, I need to create, because I've talked to people like, dude, like you need like a 
proper intro. I'm like, I know I need to do certain things. Like I, you know, made the table. So now the mixer and the computer sits on the mixer or sits on the table. So there's nothing on the table now besides alcohol. But um, I need to create an intro, maybe a guitar. Do you have like, well, you have guitars on the wall. Do you, are you versed in the guitar? You know who play? Doesn't um, Jordan play the guitar? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. There's your guy. Lee's good. There's too. There's your man. Doesn't Lee play the drums? No, Lee's guitar. Jordan can probably play drums. I think he's he had a drum set at his house one day. We we're drinking and playing the drums. Yeah. Guitar. I but played the guitar when I was young, and I like I learned like every Nirvana song, and then I was like, yeah, I'm good. I remember I first started playing in grade ten. Uh, actually, my stepbrother's uncle, Mr. Ellingham, was uh, the guitar teacher, and we just learned basic stuff like. Tom Petty intros, whatever it was. But then I went and actually took guitar lessons. And then all I wanted to learn was Metallica. Fucking one, like, fade to black. Everybody like, learned. Okay, everything. was the first Metallica song you've ever learned? I'm going to guess it, and it's going to be right, and it's Enter Sandman. No. What? Not the biggest fan of that song. Really? Tell you the truth. Did you, did you learn how to play it? No. It was the easiest song to play. Uh, one of the first songs I ever learned was Beautiful People by No, the <laughs> first Metallica Manson. song you ever learned. Uh, first Metallica song was um, maybe Master of Puppets. Really? Yeah. Oh. And then... Um, Enter Sandman was like... the. It was like... There was like probably a dozen songs that my music teacher taught to like first-time guitars that wanted to play like 90s rock. And it was yeah. like... There's a couple Nirvana. Yeah. There was Tom Petty, Free Fallen. Mm-hmm. There was... Enter Sandman. There was uh, Sweet Dreams, Beautiful People. Yeah. And then, like, oh, what was that? Uh, that band? Uh, some Silver Chair, probably. Oh, Silver Chair yeah. had some good fucking They had uh, some good stuff. Shit, what was their fucking song? And, I was, and then I started to learn a little Rage Against the Machine. And then yeah. it got away from me at that point. And then I started playing drums a bit more so I could hammer on the drums a little bit. Yeah, like, what's that other Metallica song? Oh, um, no, that's Master of Puppets. That's Master of Puppets. Yeah, no, there's another one that I learned. Shit, I, I learned like it, one. Justice for all. One was one. Yeah. One was like the one of the best intros ever to a song. One mm-hmm. of the best Metallica songs ever. But Fade to Black, I always thought was really good. Mm-hmm. But um, my problem was when I was playing guitar, I would learn like the intro. And then for the whom course, the bell tolls, and then that was it. For whom the bell tolls. Oh, so good. Yeah, that song is phenomenal, man. What's the movie? The the zombie movie, uh, Zombieland. The intro, and all uh, it's Woody, all, Harrelson, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and that song. I like. I did listen to Metallica for years, and then I watched Zombieland, and that you got back into it. That Metallica song was like part of the intro, where it was like slow motion zombies, like smashing through windshields and like doing all this stuff and like never saw the movie chaos really never seen oh, it and then i was like i heard oh, it's good Metallica. but i actually never watched it i went it. down like a three month like metal hole after that i was like metal is life now. well i started uh what was the hell was i listening to again oh yeah i was working in here the other day in the shop and i turned on youtube because i usually have like i'll have like dead most playing like a mix thing whatever oh, even though you're like a you're like a i'm more of an electronic guy but yeah. i still love like old school rap like tupac Ooh. and biggie and bone thugs and like all that all but that then, all that west coast rap oh uh, <laughs> yeah and but i turned actually on prodigy fat of the land <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I was like, dude, I used to listen to stuff. Firestarter. Like, oh, buddy, like Breathe. Yeah. And like Minefield. And like that album, Fat of the Land. That guy, he, you know what? He was going bald, but he fucking did his Rock, hair right. The dual, <laughs> the dual the Mohawks. Horn, the hor- it was like horns, right? Well, it was like two Mohawks. Yeah. But I thought was he was trying to do like, I, he was bald in the middle. I thought he was trying to do the horns. 
I don't think I so. I think it's no. Firestarter. They kind of like horns. Maybe style yeah. his hair differently. But yeah, yeah I. Uh, but then I jumped back into. What did I start listening to? Shit, what was the other day? I started listening to something that was like, I used to listen to in like grade seven. Oh, um, I started busting out like Rancid again. Really? Yeah, I used to listen to Rancid back in the day. But then I, I went through a heavy death metal phase. I think I, I saw Rancid. At like the Langley uh, Arena, like <laughs> really? when Brookswood, like the like, you know, like the just the Civic Center, the Civic Center. Yeah, it was either Rancid or like uh, maybe it was Rancid. They're local guys, right? No, are they busy guys? Uh, gob. Was it, it was Gob. 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 You know what yeah. Gob stands for? From what I remember, what's well, Brad's of Brookswood. Really? Uh, that's because the because dr- the. Go- I went and I was like underage. I snuck into a, the Gob concert. Yeah. There. And it was like, it wasn't in the yeah, arena. That was Gob, yeah. It was in like the little like side, hall yeah, beside. On the back, on the parking lot yeah. on the back. Yeah. Because yeah. the drummer actually used to live across from Todd when he was growing up in Brookswood. Really? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. funny. But actually, what I started listening to was fucking corn. Corn? Oh, corn's me, good. Me and uh, yeah. Andrew back in the Freak day. Freak on a leash? Oh, buddy. Yeah. Like, we went to that concert and it was the craziest concert. I've ever seen. Well, like, you you were a guitar guy, so yeah. you know the they they would all play their songs on those like Ibanez seven yeah. string yeah in like drop their, D. Their bass was just that the bass the player slap was bass. Like, oh, dude, it was so good. And yeah. like his voice is something else. Yeah, but actually, I started watching. He uh, went like super religious. religious. I think yeah. everyone did because they were hardcore into drugs. Yeah, and religion, I guess, helped them get good, out of that. But good for them. Yeah. Do they still make music? Maybe. Would they tour? I don't know. I, I only listened to maybe two or three of their albums because that was like my gym music. Mm-hmm. Like that type of heavy yelling gym music used to just fire me up. That's why I got into like heavy death that, metal. That was a good, yeah, that was on my gym playlist. There yeah. was like at least three or four good... Corn songs, yeah. really good Eminem songs too. Like Eminem, I think, is still one of the best rappers ever alive. Or still, obviously still alive. But. I've been listening to lots of like East Coast, like old school rap. Like yeah. E- I watched... EPMD... And like uh, Mob Deep. Oh, like, really? It's weird I shit. watched uh, Get Rich or Die Trying the other day. Oh, yeah. Because I'll come in here and do quotes and then turn on the TV and I'm just in here, you know, do, doing work. Was stuff. that 50 Cent? 50 Cent. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like many men. Like, and I was like, oh, fuck, this song's so good. Like, I started, I turned on 50 Cent after. I was like, this takes me a little back. Because I remember being in like grade nine in my mom's basement and hearing, like, or I was watching uh, much music. Channel 29. Yeah. Just on fucking cable. And all of a sudden, Into Club came on. And I was like, holy shit. I was You're like, like I need to record this? this on a cassette tape and play it like, later. <laughs> it was it was so good. It was so good. Like, the first time I ever hearing 50 Cent, I was like, wow, this guy's, like, really good. Did it inspire you to party? No. No. Not grade nine. Uh, grade nine, no, we didn't do. We'd probably be drinking maybe in Vado's basement. That was about it. We never did anything. What year? Too crazy. What year did you guys graduate? Oh five. Oh five. I or think in 05. I think I was probably in Thailand in 05. and I was DJing those same songs. <laughs> I got hired as a DJ in Thailand at some shitty nightclub because I was white and they thought it would draw people in. <laughs> and I didn't oh, know. I didn't. I, I didn't know how to DJ. Gringo. So they just gave me a list of songs to play on like a loop. And I had two CD players and a and a and a mixer. You just slide and I, it and over. And crossfade. Yeah. And I just would like pop CDs in. I would smoke Marlboro Reds. Oh. And I'd be like, 
like woo, like partying. That's awesome. And then just like <laughs> drinking like uh, Thai whiskey and uh, Red Bull. Jesus, that was life. I didn't actually make any money. It, it, it went towards my bar tab at the end of the month. They said, "Okay, because you're like, we paid you this much, and then you drank this much, so you owe us like you know this much." Yeah, you'd be like, "You need to work another six months to pay off pay off your tab that yeah, you yeah, accumulated yeah. over the last month." Yeah, I was probably like, I would I don't want to say the worst DJ in history, but probably at least the worst DJ in Thailand's history. Was, I wanted to be bad. a DJ at one point. I yeah. went to school for it. I got Ableton's, I got a MacBook, I got everything. But as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, this is way harder <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Like, the program was, like, pretty You're like, technical. man, who's going to book me? Damn, myself? I can just DJ in here. Instead of doing podcasts, I can just, like, release music. <laughs> Why don't you just, like, DJ your little intro, like, mix your little intro? I don't know. Like, I have an actual keyboard with, like, a mixing table on it. Oh, you Still actually have that garage. stuff? Yeah, like I went... Just plug it in right yeah, there? I'm not, I don't know how to do that shit. You know, you could just try it. Yeah, I probably could. But, like, a part of me just wants to, like, pick up the guitar more. Like, those... those That uh, uh, Jackson there and then the Art and Luther. That Jackson Sweet. I had I went like that with, like, white. Yeah. And I bought I, it at a pawn shop. Yeah, I got dope. that brand new with an amp. And then, yeah, that... Uh, Art and Luther, I think the electric guitar or the electric acoustic would literally be sitting in my room and I would walk by it once in a while. I'm like, I should really pick those up. Well, you got the 12 string right there. That's uh, when you were taking a piss. That's, that's actually Harden's guitar. Is it really? Yeah. Like, yeah, we, me and, me and uh, Harden picked up guitar at the same time in grade 10. Did you guys start a band? No, but we were hardcore into Black Label Society. Oh, yeah. Zach Wilder. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous guitar player. I think probably one of the best in the world at one point. And um, he, we used to jam all the time together. We ended up making like our own shirts at Dog's Ear with like Sonic Brew labels and stuff, like one of their albums. <laughs> like, but uh, that's actually his. And I've had it for, I bet you I've had that thing over 10 years. Dave? Dave runs Dave. DRD? Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably. I think one of the bottom E strings broke, but it looks like it's missing a couple. But I always like the sound of the twelve. Dude, string. twelve strings sound even if you so just do nice. just like a like a chord, like a C on there, and just strum it, and you're like, "Fuck, man, I know how to play the guitar now." Well, I just don't like. I'd probably just learn it in ten minutes on YouTube, but like, I technically I don't really know how to tune. First, you have to figure out a string. fucking. Tune. There's probably an app that's like. Yeah, because I think it's something to do with hitting the strings at the same time, and because one is one step lower than the other. Mm-hmm. If my stepbrother's listening to this, he'll be like, "You fucking idiot! This fucking is how you do it." Because he's he's good at guitar. He actually released a song on Spotify. Really? Yeah, it, w- it was funny. Within the same week, I launched this podcast, and then is this on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify and iTunes. Oh, nice. and then when do those checks start rolling in? I don't know. As soon as you pay me, I'll subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got cash. <laughs> <laughs> you take cash. Um, yeah, and then he released a song on Spotify, and then I released a podcast within the same week. So it was sort of funny. I messaged him. I was like, hey, bro, like we're on Spotify together in the same week. Like, how many views do you got, bro? Yeah, you want to do this? You want to challenge? <laughs> you want to come on my Spotify free? challenge? You want to come on my freezer? But, um, <laughs> come in my freezer. But yeah, like uh, I think I think like a nice acoustic intro, maybe five to eight seconds, nothing too long. I know Lex Friedman has like a, an acoustic and then it's obviously well. He plays the guitar. He play, yeah. It's yeah. his is it's his intro. But I was like, you know what? Maybe an acoustic guitar intro would 
sort of be nice. It would sort of be like a nice soft listen to before. Is that you a though? Very serious. You love your electronic music. I think you should do like a hardcore drum and bass. But I still love dubstep. Dubstep. Yeah. Dub- dubstep. Is that still a thing? I remember when that was like a thing. I'm sure it dubstep. is. Dubstep. You know what Christy put on today? Because like the ki- she was trying to get the baby to dance, so she put on LMFAO like party rocking. <laughs> And like on YouTube on the big screen, yeah, and yeah. the baby's just like he's loving it. He's just like bouncing for it. Yeah. And Max is like, turn it off. <laughs> well, I would be working in the shop, and then the girls would want to come here, and I had Dead Mouse playing mm-hmm. Monophobia, and the music video for it's really weird. And they're like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Well, this is Dead Mouse. This is, Daddy went to his show at you know the Peony Forum and stuff like that." I was yeah, like, "Daddy took a pill. <laughs> Daddy was awake for a long time for some reason." <laughs> and Daddy wanted to hug everybody, <laughs> drink water. That's yeah. it. Daddy could never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, then they saw the video, and so every time they come in here, Dad, can we watch Dead Mouse? I'm like, "Oh God, you already know about this stuff." <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, how about no. some Skrillex? Yeah, you, oh, I was hardcore into Skrillex too, though. I, I like discovered this. that I was like living in my sister's basement and I'm like single. I'm just like, eh, you know, like on YouTube. And I'm like, I found like Skrillex. I'm like, what is this? And I just started listening to it. It's good. It's heavy. It's heavy yeah. electronic music, but it's good. I, I would love, sit there like, like with it. headphones like this in front of my computer and I would just be <laughs> like pretty stoned <laughs> and just like, just, oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah. yeah. I saw Skrillex and it was like the loudest sounds I've ever been around. Bad haircut though. That, that. Long hair with the undercut. Oh, not, not yeah. Not a good look. With the big black glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's usually those types of people that make crazy music. I was in Vegas once, and we went to, like, uh, I don't know, it was like pool party things. Yeah. And uh, it was Benny Benassi. Yeah, he's got some pretty money songs. He's been around for a while. And I was like, holy shit, Benny Benassi. He's been around since, like, probably, like, the late 90s, like... But Probably didn't get big b- until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satisfaction was the big one, right? Oh, buddy, that Dude. song is. And is. like, it was like he was. It was like playing, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking amazing!" Like, Satisfaction. Benny Benassi's right there. I'm like, "Wait a minute, like, where is he?" And then, like, I went beside the stage, and I looked over, and there's just like he had other DJs doing everything, and he was just sitting there, just like smoking a cigarette. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just like smoking a dart. Well, it was like, you know, the, the song's like peaking. It's like yeah. the whole place is Going erupting nuts. with drunk people, like half, <laughs> like basically half naked people in Vegas at this pool party. Everybody's like, oh my God. And there's Benny Benassi, just like gray hair, just like fucking like smoking a cig. Just living it. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's what his life's like now. Like he has the song, he's got the tour. I remember he has DJs doing all the work. He's just smoking cigs and the collecting year, paychecks. The year me and Cody went down to Mexico, we were supposed to go down with his parents and his parents' friends. And his dad ended up like actually puncturing a lung in rugby. So he couldn't fly because of the pressure changes. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going down uh with Ed and Lynn, good friends from the rugby club. And I remember waking up like every morning and there was a resort next to us. Satisfaction. In the like morning? Every fucking morning. Because we'd wake up at like nine or 10 because we were out drinking the whole, mm-hmm. all the nights before. But like every morning, I'd wake up to Satisfaction. I was like, this is ridiculous. But that song was huge. It was huge. It was one of the biggest songs probably ever besides Sandstorm. Yeah. Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Sandstorm. I remember even Sandstorm with like great. I think I had a Sandstorm dances. ringtone on my phone for a while. Probably. I forget who ever knows Sandstorm. It was Sandstorm. a Nokia. It was like, it was like a, like a, like a two-bit sandstorm on yeah. a Nokia brick phone. Like, I remember Todd had 
Blink 182 Adam song, like as a ringtone. It's like do 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 do, like on his phone. No lyrics, just same tone, maybe two or three different tones, and like that was it. But it was a big deal. Like when you had a phone and you got like an actual song, mm-hmm. like you're like, man, like I actually have I paid fucking seven dollars for this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I miss the good old days where phones were simple. Now they're just like a, a addictive, uh, addictive uh, devices that everybody has in their pockets. You got well. The thing is, I like I like the fact that I've got the access to the world's information. Yeah. In my hand, so I'm like an information junkie. Yeah. If I need to know about something, I'll look it up. I'll go down a rabbit hole, and I'll absorb the information and I'll you know learn something. But also. There's a nights where I'm just like bored and I'm just like sipping wine and I'm just on Instagram. Three hours later. Instagram, just like memes and just like, you know, just scrolling through people's stories. And I'm like, it's so addicting. It's it's addicting, but it's at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm I know I'm wasting time. Yeah. I know I'm not being productive. Yeah. Cause I like being productive. But I'm like, just and I can't I'm like, can't stop. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just <laughs> That's the whole point, though. That's how it was designed, right? And, like, running up to this election, I just, I started, like, I love a good conspiracy. Like, of course. Love it. Like, why not? And it's entertaining, almost. But it's also like, conspiracies are almost like a romantic thing where it's like, you almost wish them to be true. A lot of them. Because life would be much more interesting if they were. Like, if Bigfoot was real or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or, like, political stuff, right? Without getting into. Crazy. Without getting into it, but I'm like, I'm like, most of it is is like 99.9% of it is fucking bullshit, right? And s- so is most of stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. So I completely cut myself off from anything political, yeah, anything new, like current events news, like just like you know, like the 24 hour news cycle stuff, anything like, um, anything that wasn't just like. Stupid non-political memes. Jamie just burped for the record. I always just get away from the mic a little bit. <laughs> and I got rid of that stuff. And then, like a week later, I I was like, I was thinking more about like my own life, my kids, my goals, the things I need to accomplish that day, that week, that month. I need to go on Instagram. <laughs> I got a, no. I I got rid of like I I didn't get rid of Instagram, but I got rid of like all the bullshit, right? And I felt a lot better for it. So, you know, for the six people now listening, <laughs> maybe I seven. encourage you <laughs> to just like don't worry about all that stuff that's happening. Put it down there. for a week. Put it down and focus on just, you know, stuff. Focus you on uh kids. Focus on staying in that freezer for more than a fucking minute. Yeah. Yeah. But it literally took the first time I went in, I think it was like a minute, minute and a half. Yeah. But no, I can I can do five minutes, but now I just there's no point. <laughs> I just, I'm fucking dying by the time five minutes comes around. Five minutes is a long time. You should have like it's maybe stages. Time. There there's like the rookie tub, then there's like the intermediate, yeah, the expert, then there's like the legend, then there's like the, the legendary, idiot. the legend, then the idiot tub. Because uh, Larry Hamilton, he's a huge component of of uh, cold dunks. Like uh, he's a big wave surfer, mm-hmm. and uh, of course you probably heard of, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, He's like if you. He's start the coffee guy. Does he have a coffee? Um, pro. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Not black rifle. That's no. the military guys. Um, he says if you're starting to shake in a cold dunk, you're just showing off. Are you showing off earlier? Uh, I started shaking probably right when the buzzer started going at three minutes, but the water is colder 
than what I did five minutes in at 40 degrees, and today it was 36. That's not that many degrees different. You feel the difference. So. <laughs> <laughs> trust me. Trust me on that. Like, when I came back in the sauna, I was like, I was sort of shivering a little bit, where I was like, I... Uh, how do, how, do, how do I talk again? I forget a little bit. <laughs> but The whole time I was in there, I was thinking, like, we talked about ice fishing. Mm-hmm. If we were to fall through the ice, there would be, like, very little time to get out and survive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that, and I'll think about that the next time I'm on the ice. Yeah, but the longer you stay in there, you might fall in and be like, this ain't shit. I'm just going to yeah. swim a bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go down there and find that lure I lost. I want to try ice fishing, man. I really want to do it. it I think was it'd fun. Be fun. It was man. a nice excuse to drink beer at like I was going to say, you probably drink a lot. We didn't drink a lot. We just like, you know, it's we get out there and it's fucking still kind of dark. Yeah. And we set up and we get in there, we set the heater up and, you know, you drop your line and everybody's fucking around with their rods and lures. Yeah. It's funny. They had this like all these new, like brand new ice fishing rods. Like Christy's dad bought me a couple for me and Max who never actually came out with us, but we had new stuff. The the rod that did the best, they called it the death stick. And it was a, uh, a ice fishing rod from literally from like probably like the 60s. <laughs> just an old piece of wood. It's just a piece. <laughs> piece it was like oak. a stick, one little eye on the tip. Yeah. And then the reel wasn't like a regular fishing reel. Yeah. It was just like probably like it used to have like yarn on it or something. Yeah. With like a bolt through it. <laughs> and the death stick caught two fish that day. And my stick cost caught one and i'm like the death stick is where it's at dude i go crayfishing the old way at my cabin still just off the dock and it's literally i'll go find a stick get some string from the workshop get a nut yeah tie bacon up to it and drop it in and catch a crayfish i'll catch 20 in an hour seriously i fucking oh, yeah. found one in the river behind our house me, me yeah. and chrissy's nephew Fresh were like water ones, yeah. he's like i want to go fishing so we like go into the river behind the house and it's like a decent sized river yeah and he's like I'm like, hey, check that out. What is that? That rock moved. And it was like a little crate. It was like, you know, yeah, yeah, big, like four inches. Yeah. And he dipped his little rod down and the thing fucking grabbed it and yeah. pulled it up. I'm yeah. Like, Literally, so I'll I have looked like, around and I'm, we're like, we're looking for more. We just found the one. Yeah. But like, they're in there. Like, dude, a guy caught a fucking, like, guys fish every, like in the wintertime. It's beautiful out there. Do you nice go out there and be like, where's your license, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'm there usually like waiting for skinny dippers with my binoculars. <laughs> just the creepy old guy in the upstairs bathroom. Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, what are you kids doing? <laughs> no, this guy these guys caught I'm not shitting you, a steelhead this big. Nice. Silvery like two and a half feet. Eight eight feet long. <laughs> but like nobody catches fish back there. It's hard it's a hard like catching steelhead is difficult. Yeah. They spook easily. But these guys caught a steelhead for the first time like all year. So pumped. And they caught us. I think they caught a second one because I saw them fucking around down there. But yeah. Yeah. Like we can catch crayfish and bullheads at our dock at the lake. And I remember years ago. That's a bullhead. Some. I don't know if that's the actual name of the fish, but that's what the fish has been called my entire life. It's oh, just okay. a grayish bullhead. Oh, it's just like a little. <laughs> yeah. It's like a small fish like a big head like a bullhead that's probably okay. why yeah. bullhead because bulls have big heads um but i remember like uh with my old dog we were i was a uh, crayfish once and i had like a bunch of crayfish once in a while you'd catch like a bullfish you'd you'd throw those in there and all of a sudden my dog just like heads disappeared into the bucket and then just swallowed like a full bullhead <laughs> i'm like oh shit 
But uh, yeah, we did that for years, man. Like even uh, the past summer, we had Chaz and his girlfriend Alexa come up, and at the end of the lake, there is where the uh, there's like a sort of like an inlet for the ocean, so you can park. We parked the pontoon boat down there, walked along this trail, sort of a cool trail because that's where they used to log. So there's old cables and stuff like that, like tied around trees still from like the '60s when they were logging down mm-hmm. there. And we'd come out. There's a fish ladder down there and stuff, so it's sort of cool to see. And then you come out to the sort of sort of like bay um, where the ocean is. Mm-hmm. And we went down there. We got like. 30 oysters, probably like 100 clams. Wow. And you can hike up this really cool hill and you can look all over. Like you can see like Texada. It's beautiful. And uh, we ended up going back to the cabin and putting the oysters on the barbecue, you know, watching them crack a bit. And then my dad has this tool and you wear these gloves and you crack the oysters open. You put a little bit of hot sauce, maybe some little tequila and horseradish and you shoot these oysters back pretty nice. much raw. And Man, they're so good with the clams with the butter, and it was so good. And Chad's like, "Man, you you do this a lot." I was like, I "Haven't done this in five years." Because that's the problem. You go to one place forever, mm-hmm. you stop doing the things that were so exciting to you at one point. Yeah. But then with me, I'm always so excited to bring someone up to my cabin and show them what I've had my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we can cruise a lake in the boat. We can go cliff jumping here. We can drive into town and go to Madeira Park and get some ice cream. You can look at the ocean. It's a really cool winding road, too. Or we can go to the end of the lake and go to the ocean. We can hike this really cool hill. You can see, like, some of these beautiful homes that look over the ocean. We can go get oysters and clams. Like, there's always something about something that's so special to you as you're growing up as a kid to show someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I've been fortunate enough to have a cabin, you know, Mm-hmm. So, like, my grandma, I think, bought our cabin in, nine, I forget what it was, 19, we've had the place since 68. So we've she bought it for, like, $4. Like yeah, because it was, four and a half dollars. I think it was, like, leased land forever, and then, like, that land ended up going for sale. Then my grandpa actually knew someone who worked in the office, blah, 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 I ended up getting this piece of land with the cabin and stuff for like 25 grand. Mm-hmm. But I remember my buddy, Mark, um, uh, who has a cabin up there too. And I think he said his grandpa bought like an acre for like 60 bucks. That's ridiculous. Or some shit. I could be wrong. I don't know if Mark listens to this, but he's a firefighter in North Van. Mark Halloway. Mark, please Mark. confirm. Yeah, Mark. I, I, I actually messaged him the other day, but I know he's uh, in, he's in deeper now renovating his house. He literally gutted it down to studs took the roof off i think and uh so he's ex- that stresses me out from a guy that's done a bunch of renovations and is like at the end of his rope with renovations uh if anybody if the seven people that are now listening to this <laughs> don't do it buy a new house yeah buy you know a what? brand if new I, house if, and just live if i life. was uh ever gonna you know eventually if i ever leave this place one day which i don't see myself ever doing um if i was ever gonna get a house built, I wouldn't do a fucking damn thing on it besides not a be, thing. Besides being the GC, <laughs> that, well, that's it. I would not. Frame I've always it. wanted to bu- build my own house, but by nothing. build my own house, I would like to hire somebody to build it, and then just like ask me for money once in a while, and then call me when it's done. That's what I would like to do. I want to. Pl- yeah. I like. I'm like we're we're moving soon, and I I have a shipping container in my driveway. And I'm gonna put all my tools in there, except for some you know hand tools and, and shit. I don't want to do anything. 
I don't want to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't blame you, man. Like, I, I come home and you think I want to work in my house. The best like, thing in the uh, world is working like a 10 hour day and then coming home to a finished house and then doing drywall <laughs> until yeah. midnight. Yeah. And then being all dusty and then you're too tired to even fucking shower. Then you go to sleep. Then you wake up. Then you shower. Then you go to work and then you come home. Then you. Then you mud that drywall. I go through phases where it's like I'll hustle at doing something in the house because I think we're going to do like the main bathroom now. And I'm hoping to be able to do the kitchen by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And But I'm getting my plumber to put the tub in. I'll tile the shower. Just trade. Do do the trade thing. Just trade people for stuff. Yeah, but I'm too precise with stuff. I can't. It's tough for me to find someone else that's precise and then pay them. And then you can come home and be like, thanks for the hard work, guys. Or while you're while you're on the job somewhere (laughs) earning money, you come home and stuff's done and you can be like, yeah, but I'm a weekend warrior, man. I just get done. Yeah. Because you do work weekends. Are you a weekend guy? I work in here. I don't go to a job site on a Saturday unless it's like if I did like a a backsplash for a kitchen. If I got to go silicone it and it takes me 20 minutes, then I'll do it on a Saturday morning. But Saturday, like this is the first Saturday I haven't worked in quite a while. Because I got up, I had a sleepover last night with the girls. And then I got Does up. Does your wife know? Oh, you mean your girls. Okay. Oh, the other girl? No, that's my other wife. Okay. I'm talking your about. Your secret second family. Yeah, I'm talking about my, yeah, my secret Now the family. eight people that are listening to this know <laughs> that you have a uh, secret. Uh, it could have gone to nine. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I got to. Because I upload this to Simplecast, okay. and it tells me how many downloads I have. Okay. So I think last time I checked was 641. Really? But that doesn't mean 641 people, though. I got. You know what? Right. As a as a potential sponsor, yeah, I've got to get in now. You want to get? You want to be the first sponsor? I would like to be the first sponsor. Right. Mm-hmm. We can put a shipping container up back. I can take a picture of it. And upload we don't. It. We don't have to put a shipping container. You can just talk <laughs> about it. So this guy Brian I know used to work. At you know, Citrus. actually, the, the ship, the shipping container stuff is actually the smallest part of our business, but it's like the newest. So I'm just sort of like excited about it. All right, I gotta go round two. Round two. You gotta drain that thing. That's all. You know that he told, he told me that the uh, just, you just need a jug or something to pass around the table. He told me that all these toxins would leave my body, um, you know, after that sauna, but. Actually, I just have to like take more pisses, so maybe that's how it works. And for the eight of eight or nine of you who are listening now, the uh, the Camus wine gets only better with uh, every glass you have. It's really good stuff. <clears throat> Use uh, promo code uh, Jamie Thorne on the Camus website for a discount of zero dollars. I think this is like what Jamie is this the tenth podcast? Um, I think you might be number eleven or twelve. Oh man, I wish I was number ten. Yeah, because yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I've had Something fun. Like I was a little, I was a little apprehensive. Like I, um, I've done a little public speaking. Yeah, I emceed like board's wedding. I was pretty good though. Did it? I do do an okay so. job. Yeah. yeah, I had fun with it. Yeah. I had fun with it. Like Todd's wedding, Jordan and Lee did it. They did a really good job. Fucking hilarious. Really funny. Yeah. Actually, Lee 
spoke at Jordan's wedding in Mexico, and he was sitting at our table, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm just going to go up there. I'm just going to wing it, and I'm just going to say, like, garbage cans. <laughs> and literally the first words that came out of this mic on the mic was like, garbage cans. <laughs> it, was <just> like, <laughs> it was one of the, obviously, I, don't, I, I can't fully remember what it was, but it was like a thing you obviously have to be there for. But yeah, you, you killed it at boards for sure. I uh, I like the the speech that Lee gave at boards wedding was funny because he t- he his his speech was all about it was like a, a all about board yeah because he's a tile guy yeah he was the grout that whole <laughs> held their group of friends together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lee, man, I was di- I was dying. I was like, I, oh, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like, Lee's probably one of the, like the funniest. Lee's trees, no guarantees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the funniest guys, man. Like he, he I haven't seen Lee uh, in quite a while, but anytime I'm around him, I'm fucking laughing. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, we did but, like a golf trip. Do you golf? You don't golf, do you? No, you should no. start. Maybe too. I'd be too good. I don't want to beat anyone. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, just, like, don't try as hard. You're not going to be as good as Lee because, like, you know, we're all golfing. We're just hacking away. And for those eight and a half of you who are listening right now, <laughs> uh, Lee grew up and his family owned a country club. So he's been oh, golfing yeah. for a little well, bit longer than the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. And his golf skills are incredible. And I'm just, I'm just, just trying to stay on the fairway. I'm trying not to lose 12 balls. <laughs> On the front nine, <laughs> yeah. and the guy's just—he's he's, he's a really good golfer, and he's a good guy to hang around too. And we had a, we had a, did a good golf trip this year; it was a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, like we did uh, even for fuck who stag was that for Cody's Cody's we went up to Kelowna for Cody's. It was a pretty solid group. And we were golfing, and everyone was juiced pretty good. Well, yeah, and, uh, hurting from of the, course the morning before. Of course, the second day. We get we roll into this golf course, re- like a beautiful golf course. Yeah. Like, I show up and I'm just like I'm so hungover. I'm just like, oh fuck! I'm like I gotta fucking golf with all these guys for another day and just drag my ass. It was me and Kyle and Toolman. <laughs> and Toolman doesn't drink anymore, so no, he was like, he's, sober, yeah. he's like, he's like popped a gummy and like smoked a joint, and I'm yeah. like, I need to find a drink just to get like through this. Through this, not even we haven't teed off yet. It was like <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning, even and I walk in. Off. The bar just opened. The guy's just like you know, just opening up for the day. Hey man, and I'm like, <laughs> um, I need something. He's like, long night. I'm like, yeah. Like we drank a ridiculous. Like we went, we rented a house during COVID. It was just a bunch of dudes just getting wasted in yeah. the house. Like we d- couldn't even go like to the bar. Yeah. Couldn't even go to the bar. We just like drank everything in sight. You're going hard. We went hard. Yeah, yeah. We. You know, we ate some mushroom caps. We had a good time. <laughs> Not all of us, but some of us. <laughs> and I walk in, and the guy's like, "Oh, I just, uh, I just made some margaritas." Ooh. I'm like, "I'm like, what time is it?" He's like, 9.30. Perfect. I'm like, "I'll take two <laughs> <laughs> to go cups, <laughs> to go cups, <laughs> sippy cups." <laughs> I don't want to spill these on the on the green. And my mood changed instantly, and I was like, "I love this game." It went from I hate golf, I hate everything about this, <laughs> I want to go back to bed. To, I want to golf like every weekend for the rest of my life as long as I can get a margarita at nine thirty in the morning. You just have your own little margarita mixer in your truck. You could start it up. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Bring like, your own golf cart with a little margarita like, machine inside. Katie's dad has a legit. It's called like Margaritaville. 
Actually, oh yeah, yeah the yeah. one I would be shaking here for my kids' parties. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, that thing is legit. You made good margaritas. Yeah, that was the coconut tequila. Because I figured out the ratio between tequila and the margarita mix. So mm-hmm. I think it was like a cup of tequila, whatever that would add up to, I guess eight ounces, and then you'd fill up the rest to fifteen ounces mm-hmm. with the margarita mix. And then the whole thing would mix the ice in it. And that was a perfect ratio, I found. But what I found was as soon as everyone left, I just laid on the floor. <laughs> I was, You're like, I can't sleep I was in like, bed. Man, I, like, sleep on I never tonight. knew you could get drunk at kids' birthday parties. You can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can I figured that get drunk out and throw up at kids' birthday parties. When I uh, met good friends of my brothers, Sean and Kate, mm-hmm. and uh, they live actually in Blaine now. And uh, I remember going to their kids' first birthday party, and they're serving drinks. I was like, wow, you guys didn't like drink at fucking kids' birthdays? So you're looking around, they're like, there's no kids here. <laughs> yeah. Where are the like, kids? Oh, they're with the sitter. But then I started realizing, I was like, this is how you get through a kid's birthday. Because it's so loud. So yeah. Kids running around. Your house is going to be in a mess. What's a better way than solving that problem? Get drunk. Yeah, get half cut. Yeah. During Perfect. the day. With with margarita machine As going, long as your wife perfect. is sober enough for you to get home. And well, Christy usually home. is. She's home anyway. Well, yeah, you know, she's home. Yeah. But, like, as a visitor, yeah. Christy would be like, how many drinks did you have? I'd be like, too many to drive. And she'll be like, she'll roll her eyes, and I'll be like, yes, I'm off the hook. <laughs> as soon as she rolls <laughs> her eyes, you're like, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, before we had kids, she'd be like, who's driving tonight? And I would immediately, like, whenever we got anywhere, I would immediately have, like, shots. And she'd be like, oh, fine. I guess I'm driving. And I'm like, ha <laughs> Perfect. Take that. <laughs> I remember when we were living next door still in the cottage. And this is before kids. And it was the day before our anniversary. It was like our one or two year anniversary or something like that. So it's when you, you celebrated. Yeah, we yeah we were still celebrating it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, C-Rock called me because he think he just got out of a relationship. And he's like, hey, like we're going to uh, Earl's and Gabby's tonight. I need you. You're like, fuck yeah. And C Rock's my boy. And I was like, okay. And Katie's like, you coming home tonight? I was like, yeah, like it's our anniversary tomorrow. Well, we got to Gabby's. Mm -hmm. I remember leaving, I think it was Earl's. This was before the bar fight? This is way after. Unrelated. Oh, totally unrelated okay. story. Okay. I thought they were going to tie together. No. Do the full, full, <laughs> full loop. loop. No. Um, and then I'm at Earl's, had a bunch of drinks. I went to Gabby's. Well, Blue Lagoons were on sale. No shit. On special. Fuck so yeah. we crushed Blue Lagoons all night. Pissing blue. Got wasted. Came home. Think I drove. Shouldn't have drove mm-hmm. at all. Parked in the front yard. I was dying the next morning on our anniversary. And hangovers she hit was you hard. Not impressed. Hangovers hit you hard. They hit me uh, after tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be taking an ibuprofen and a Tylenol before I go to bed. Really? Because I'll wake up with a headache. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take much anymore, man. Like I, like when Tanner was on here, like I, I laid in bed till ten o'clock, and I never lay in bed till ten ever. And I'm like, oh, I could drink till four. And I could get up at seven with the boys. Yeah, there's no way. Make bacon and pancakes. Oh, bacon. I feel like pancakes right now. Yeah. Chess. Let's pancakes. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Chess? Hey, pull that shit up real quick. <laughs> hey, Chess, can you pull up a picture of pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day, man. Fuck 
Yeah, that'd be crazy to have. Yeah, the like, trick is a little bit of buttermilk, make them a little fluffy. Katie makes homemade pancakes, and then she does like blueberries or chocolate chips, or whatever, and then she'll freeze them for the girls. I might snag a couple of cookies for the ride home. Yeah, pretty good. You put marshmallows in them this Fuck time. Fuck yeah, I know I had two. <laughs> put one in my pocket Rise later. <laughs> <laughs> Completely <laughs> melted now, but you know, Christy will wash my Worth pants. It. <laughs> What's Chrissy doing tonight? Just hanging out? Uh, well, we got the boys there. Yeah. And by boys, I mean Max, Hunter, and yeah. Skylar, her older. She's not dancing for anyone or any of that stuff. Well, no. See, Christy, <laughs> you remember Christy when Christy was, you know, Christy. she's a party Christy. Yeah. Now she's mom Christy. Yeah. Now she's like, you know, she's a sober voice of reason yeah. in the household. You worship her. She's your wife. Of course. Your lover. Of course. <laughs> Double blinks. Blink twice. <laughs> no, she's wonderful. Yeah, I, you know she keeps the ke- keeps the boys going. I'm uh, I'm the labor department. Yeah, money department. She uh, she takes care of the rest of it. Yeah, she's actually back at work now. Is she? But it's she's back at work, but working from home. So she hasn't like she was on mat leave. The boys are at daycare, but she hasn't like left the house. I'm like, you need like you need to get out of the house and do your job versus like working at home. But her office is closed, so she can't do anything. See, that's a like me and my business partner, or my old business partner Russ, uh, RH Cash, shout out. Um, there's like advantages of being a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. like where you get to raise your own children, you get to be around your family more, which is great. But then on the flip side, your kids can go to daycare, they interact with other kids, which is great for social structure and everything. But I think on at that same time, if your wife goes back to work. She's interacting with people. Yeah, she's not baby talking. She's people not 24/7. exactly. You become familiar with people again. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like so. There's different sides of being a stay home mom, or you're a mom that still goes back to work, and your kids go to daycare, yeah. or school, or whatever it is. But I think there's advantages to both. Oh, for sure. Like, like her energy levels are a lot higher now. Like her her coworkers have been working at home since February. Like March, basically, yeah. full time. Her office is closed, so now she's jumping into it and she's ready to go back to work. So she'll get up in the morning, she'll do it's her hair, excited, do her yeah. makeup, you know, put on something nice, and it's like Zoom calls. So she's like video calls, <laughs> and like her boss is fucking wearing like a t shirt, laying in bed. the The backdrop for his Zoom call is his headboard <laughs> and his laptops on his fucking stomach. Hilarious, because they've been doing this since March. Yeah, and it's. They're over it. They're like another. It's just become an, lazy. It's just another day. Yeah. It's like it's like the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Great movie. It's the same fucking shit every fucking day. Zoom call in the morning, or whatever Teams call they do. Then a cup one in the afternoon. They have yeah. to have a meeting. Then there's a bunch of other people in this meeting. Email, email, email. Couple yeah. phone calls. And when the day's over, you go from. The home office, for some people, that's their dining room table mm-hmm. or their spare room. Yeah. Then they walk downstairs to the kitchen, and they're at the same fucking place every fucking day, which is not good for your mental health, I don't think. It's a bit much. It's a bit much, yeah. especially when Christy jumps in, and she's, like, raring to go. She's got all these ideas, and, like, she's, like, all chipper. Yeah. And they're, like, we've been doing this for a fucking year. <laughs> Yeah, they're up, like coming up, Christy. Right, so I live. <laughs> <laughs> we've had enough of your shit on the microphone. <laughs> She's like, "How's everybody doing this morning?" And they're just like, "Fuck you." 
No, it's not that bad. But I'm sure, like, like for a while there, like, I had all my staff working from home. Yeah. And every day it was like every morning, 8 a.m. Zoom call. Yeah. A to make sure that people were, you know, out of their underpants and wearing clothes and <laughs> answer the phone. And then after a while, it was just like, okay, like, uh, I guess we'll do this like just once a week now because I don't want to have to run these calls anymore. So do you have to like sanitize your desk? Uh, we have shit? a service that comes in and does it every day. Ridiculous. We got to pay it. And you know what? You know what's funny? Like, I thought it was the renovations that has turned my hands into like dry, like mangled pieces. No, it's the fucking cleaning products the cleaners use on my desk. They kill everything. So I started like I'd come in in the morning. Now I'd use baby wipes to wipe down my keyboard and desk because I don't know what they're spraying on it in the evening to like sanitize everything. Like I had a customer who would. He said every night he'd have a service come in and fog his office. Doesn't that seem a little excessive? Fog his office? Like fog, like a fog machine full of disinfectants. To kill the bacteria over everything. Over everything. That's a bit much. That's a bit much. All then you got to sit in there and just like stew in some chemicals the next day. Yeah, but everything's a bit much. Everything's right a bit much right now. Everything's yeah. a bit much. Yeah. Because like even if I go into a store... I've only had one girl ask me as soon as I walked in, sanitize your hands. I'm like, no. No. Yeah, I'm not putting that shit on my hands. Kills everything, including the good bacteria that fights off stuff. So why the fuck am I going to put that on my hands? Like, I love the... uh, the, I remember I was was at like a tool rental place. Like, like, there's nobody in there, right? This lady's wearing... She's wearing like the the mask, the shield. She's wearing like safety goggles underneath her shield. Mm-hmm. She's wearing rubber gloves. Yeah. Not even like like. She sanitized her gloves. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's on the phone. She's on her phone. She's talking on her phone. Then she's texting. Then she used the keypad for the fucking Visa machine. Yeah. Then she, with her gloved finger, just like rubs her eye through her all her protective stuff, and then like wipes her nose with her arm. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you just like defeated everything you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. If you're really that concerned, wear your mask. You know, which is a mandatory thing everywhere. Just do that. Just wear your mask, and like maybe if you're sick, maybe just stay home, or whatever. Yeah, but I think because of this pandemic, everyone now is going to be a germaphobe. Everybody is now, which is not healthy, except for me. Mm, me too. Yeah, I think we killed everything earlier in the summer. yeah. yeah. Actually, like with the kids' daycare, I I knew that the kids would get sick within the first few weeks. Hundred percent. And then like Hunter, he got a little like sniffle. Then he had a little bit of a fever. It's a good thing though. Well, he he's been sheltered his whole fucking life. He's like a little over a year old. He's been at home for a year. He hasn't been socialized, any contact with anybody. He caught a little bug. Yeah. And then Max had a slight sniffle. I had like a cold for like three days because I'm a big fat old man. And then I was like, you know what? I got to stay home because we have these policies at work. Mm-hmm. Like I can't go to work if I've got like any symptom. Even if I have like a headache, the health policies say like you just stay home and self-isolate. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go get a COVID test. How'd that feel? Um, It was okay. Not comfortable. Uh, yeah, it was like nose rape, you know. 
You just got fucked. Yeah, on my nose. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was doing cocaine for an entire weekend, but within five minutes, it was fine. So, you know. (laughs) And it was just like a drive-through one in Maple Ridge. Drive up. Yeah. Fill the form. Going to parking parking stall number three. Start in your vehicle. Stay in your vehicle. Stay in my vehicle. She jams this thing on my nose. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that was nice. And she's like, oh, nobody's ever said that. And I'm like, well, I'm being sarcastic. You're like, oh, I turned me on a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, get this fucking guy yeah. out of here. <laughs> Are we going steady? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, was that as good as for you? I'm pulling off my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> and and I got a text message the next day. I'm negative. Yeah. I'm like, now I can go back to the office. Now nobody can like, well, because we're the owners of the company. Now we have to, we have to, we have like a duty. Now, let everyone know. Let everybody know that <clears throat> I was feeling bad. Now I got a COVID test. Now I can go back to the office. And then I roll into daycare the next day, and I pick up Max, and some kids just like hack coughing in front of us. I'm like, obviously nobody gives a shit. Everybody's over it. Yeah, like, it, and they are. What did I listen to? I listened to. Uh, um, she was just on Rogan. Uh, Gab. Oh, Tulsi. Tulsi Gabber. Yeah. And she's saying there's no evidence on the CDC website that proves that you still can't, even if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID and pass along. You still be a carrier. The The vaccine isn't a vaccine in the traditional sense of a, like, you know, all the vaccines that we got when we were kids, yeah. right? Like those, polio, those are like an inactive, measles. like, uh, inactive uh, virus, virus whatever, that, yeah. like, makes you get an immune reaction and then you build your immunity to it yeah the covid one's different i'm not a scientist i don't claim to be but from what i understand it's like uh it will you can still get it but you won't have the symptoms of it but you can still pass it along and that's why they say even though you know people are getting vaccinated and even if you've been vaccinated you should still wear a mask because you can still transmit it so Which is weird. So it's not it's not really a vaccine. It's more of a th- it's more of a therapeutic than a vaccine. So until everybody is vaccinated, it'll kind of be this way probably. Are you gonna get vaccinated? Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to go to Maui. I want to get on a plane. Yeah, no. You're not doing it. No, sorry. I'll but if you if you catch it, are you go sit in a freezer? Go sit in a freezer. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got it right now, you'd probably be like, you'd feel maybe shitty. For I don't a think day. I'd feel shit. You don't think so? I think Chris, I, Christy I, thinks Max got it when we were when the baby was born. We asked um, uh, Christy's mom to not bring because she was looking after the boys or the boy Max. We said, don't bring him to the hospital. Yeah, because like he'll be running around, touching everything. Just like we'll come home with the baby, it'll be fine. Yep. But she surprised us by bringing Max to the hospital when Hunter was born. Okay. And he was just tear-assing around and like, touching yeah, stuff. everything, yeah. Within two days, he ha- got this. This is in uh, November of okay. 2019 okay. when things started to happen. Heat up a bit, yeah. yeah. He got the sickest he'd ever been. Like, and I got slightly sick, just like a touch. Like, oh, I feel off. I felt off. Yeah. You know. Christy was with the baby. She felt off for a bit. Baby was fine. Yeah. And then Max got better. And then he went to daycare and he was fine. And then she's convinced that Max probably got it 
But how would we ever know? But it wasn't even here yet, apparently. I, I everything's speculation. That's totally, the thing. Totally. Like I even when I turned on the global news app today, there was like over five thousand cases added to Canada. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, how many people have the flu? Lots. Well, they're saying the flu went down. Or do they count? Because people are wearing masks. Yeah, and that makes like, sense. That okay, makes that well, makes that's COVID, logical. Why is COVID going up then? Because they test for it. They don't test for flu. No. No, not at all. No. So if you were to go get like a, if you were sick, yeah, and you go get a, a test, because obviously, if anybody gets any sickness right now, they'll go get a COVID test. Of course. Even the sniffles, people are panicking. Yeah, like me. Well, I'm not panicking, but I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to fucking. <laughs> the reason, actually. And Christy might listen to this, so but she knows. We love you, Christy. We love you, Christy. <laughs> uh, I can't work from home with her. She's in the living room. I'm in the dining room. Can't be in the same house. No. Okay. She's like, you're too loud. <laughs> then she's like, hey, what's for lunch? <laughs> Christy. And then she's like on the phone, on her Zoom calls, and she's like, keep it down. And I'm like, no, I just I need to test. Go back to work. Right? Um, But like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with it all, the whole thing. My sister's a doctor. She says it's obvious. It's obviously a real thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to need to get vac- vaccinated eventually, or at least the majority of people. They say over seventy percent needs to get vaccinated before they sort of put a yeah. hold on this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which might take a long time. End of the it year, might. at least. Yeah, and yeah, this year yeah. probably it'll be another shitty fucking year. Another um, year of this? Yeah. Well, they are saying like the fall, probably. <laughs> this was supposed to be like a two, three week thing last March. Yeah, right. We're coming around March here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still, and things are still, even though like I think BC's handled it quite good. But like I listened to Mark Gordon. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that talked about? What, just All like these vitamins you can being take. Being healthy. Promoting health. Just be healthy then. Just be healthy. Just be healthy. Just just exercise. I'll build you a sauna and drop dunk off your, a deep dunk your dunk yourself in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, ex- expensive Napa Valley wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for you. Wine, yeah. From what I understand. Glass a day is good for your heart, apparently. Yeah. Or two. Uh, or three, four. Three, four. <laughs> three, four. <laughs> yeah, I just I think I uh, what I hope people take out of this is that they live a healthier life. They care more about they care more about taking vitamins, eating healthy foods, exercising, getting outside, getting a natural source of vitamin D. Obviously, we can't get vitamin D right now, so go get a supplement. Literally, 500 soft gels cost you 15 bucks. Yeah. Take five to 10,000 IU a day. Take your, listen to that podcast with Mark Gordon about um, what you're supposed to take during COVID with zinc and vitamin D and quercetin and all that type of stuff. It's like these and are. Even if it does nothing. It, you'll feel better for it. You'll feel better. Or uh, just exercise. Just exercise. Or just don't be a fat piece of shit. Yeah, just don't be fucking lazy. Yeah. Just don't be lazy. Yeah. Just what you do. See, uh, this is what I do. Take it from me. I haven't died of COVID yet. <laughs> I uh, I do bench press. I do squats. <laughs> I do deadlifts. I do deadlifts. <laughs> I uh, don't do much cardio, but I, I go for a walk once in a while. I try to limit, um, you know, sugar, carbs. Of course. Yeah. Well, like I, breads, pasta, sugar. Yeah. Sugar's a killer. Yeah. Don't eat breakfast because breakfast, because if you work in an office and you eat breakfast, 
Um, yeah, you eat a thousand calories to go sit on your ass. And you bomb. Yeah, then, then you just like get fat. So you fast? You get, do I? Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't eat. I eat in the evening, right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't eat until lunch the next day. So you're like 15, 16 hours? 16 yeah. Hours, yeah. Which is good for you. Drink good for co- blood sugar levels, and insulin levels. Yeah. I put sugar in my coffee because I'm, I'm not an asshole. I found when I was shopping at Winners at Christmas time mm-hmm. a keto creamer. MCT oil, all natural stuff. That makes you shit your pants, though. No. Doesn't it? No. I think the MCT makes you shit your pants. It's good for you. You haven't, <laughs> clearly, you haven't had enough. No, because all it, yeah, I put in uh, five milligrams, mm-hmm. I think, of the uh, keto sweetener. Okay. And it's good, man. It's That's good stevia. shit. I gave, I gave uh, it to Todd. And Did he like, shit his pants? I'd have to ask him, Todd. Did did you poop? Yeah, <laughs> he might have. Like maybe. And uh, I gave him uh, a couple scoops of the stuff for his coffee when he got home because he was here on New Year's. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Dude, where'd you get this stuff from? It tastes like really good in my coffee." I was like, "Dude, I picked it up from Winners because they have like that little section where it's like all supplements and all." So I was like, "Keto creamer." I was like, "Oh, this looks good." So I bought it and I was like, "This is good." So I ended up going back. It's there. just like rebranded Carnation Coffee Whitener. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it tastes really good. I have it in my coffee every morning, man. It tastes really good. But I ended up picking up three bags. I gave one to Todd, and then I just kept two for myself. I was like, fuck, this is awesome. So I literally have, and I got the uh, – Jordan texted me a while ago. He's like, oh, like uh, Jake's having a fundraiser or whatever, this Spirit Bear coffee, mm-hmm. organic coffee. And it was so good, and I mixed it with this stuff. I was like, dude, that coffee is some of the best coffee you've ever had. So they're gonna sponsor me soon. Yeah, Spirit Bear Coffee. <laughs> hey, Spirit Use Bear. promo code uh, <laughs> Jamie Thorne. Yeah. Do we have any more of that wine? Is that still? Yeah. Oh my god. You finish it. I've got to drive a vehicle. I don't want to wake up with a fucking headache. Do it. It won't give you a headache. It's from California and it's expensive. It's a pretty fancy label on it. Who are these people on the back? Probably the uh, the. Uh, this is a couple that got married. Is that Gavin Newsom? Yeah, I hear enough about that fucking guy. I don't even know him, and I don't like him. I don't like to judge anyone until I meet him. You probably will never meet him. But you know what? I uh, I hear you. That 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 uh, whole COVID thing. A lot of uh, people in politics have managed it poorly, and he's one of them. I, I think, think we're gonna look back in five and ten years <clears throat> on this whole COVID thing and say how much we did it wrong. I think so too. I think so. Yeah. I think a lot of people are gonna be like, "Wow, we." Uh, we fucked up. Why didn't we like I there's a board on thirty second and two hundredth where it's like stay home, six like six feet apart. It's on the Golden Years Bridge too. It's like why don't you like stay healthy? Like exercise. Exercise. <laughs> why don't you why don't you say anything about that? If you're like, because if you don't gonna, feel well, don't kiss your grandma. Yeah, like I just I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore about COVID, to tell you the truth. Because I think people are so sick of it. They're yeah. so fucking sick of it. Because I know I am. I know probably you are. Oh. And I so barely do. Like, I I have to wear a mask sometimes when I go into people's houses. But some people, I'm like, hey, do you want me to wear a mask? They're like, no, you're fine. I was like, okay. Some people don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I want to say I don't give a fuck, but I do a little bit because I have a family. I have young kids. Yeah. And. Maybe if I did get COVID, maybe it does beat the shit out of me. I don't know. It could. But I'm going to do everything I can, take the certain types of vitamins that I should be taking, exercise, eat healthy, hot and cold. There's lots of other illnesses you could probably probably get too. 
other than yeah, COVID. That would sure. kick your ass too. Yeah, like I remember having what I had a shit. Like I'll get sick maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. It'll beat the shit out of me for that. Like the last cold I had, I swear it lasted two three weeks. Like I could feel the remnants of it on the third week, being like, man, I still don't have my energy levels wet. Like I feel okay. I can I can go back in the barn. I can train a bit, but my energy levels aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the last times I was sick, and I was like the beginning of last year. But ever since, like, even if I do, I think since the the sauna's been rocking, I've had a cold maybe once and, like, really stuffy nose. I'll go into the sauna, drip eucalyptus oil over the fucking granite rocks, and I'll breathe that in shit for 20 minutes, and my nose clears up in, like, five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah, like when, when, when Gold's was still... Pretty much open. I would go to uh, whenever I felt sick. I'd go sit in that uh, infrared sauna for an hour. Yeah, and then, like I said before, I'd have a to-go cup with some red wine in it. <laughs> and I would sit in the hot tub afterwards. <laughs> I'd have a nice shower. Then I'd drink some wine in the hot tub. Clear up, clear up a little yeah. bit, and then I'd drive home. And the next day, I'd wake up. I'd feel fine. Yeah, I don't, you know, knock on wood again. But since I've been doing hot and cold, it's like I don't feel shit. Just don't feel anything. But you look good. Yeah, like I think right now I, I haven't been able to lift a lot. Like my shoulder's been bugging me a little bit, or more than a little bit. But um, I've been going to see my buddy Adam, who I've had on here, and uh, he does trigger point therapy mm-hmm. on my shoulder and my lats and my chest and shit. It's fucking miserable. You get Some a massage from a dude? Yeah, he's got strong hands. Yeah, they get like big like meat hooks. Trust on me, him? it's no massage. It's the worst pain I've ever felt. Some of the I worst. I bought pain. Christy this like, like high powered. Yeah, I have one. Yeah, I have a hypervolt. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but what people make mistakes on it, including myself. Oh fuck! The front, you know, the front of my shoulder is super tender, so you mm-hmm. hammer on that. Not good. Not not good. No. If you you have want one, you want blood flow. If you, you have one of tissue. those guns, hit everything around it. Don't hit the area. That's where everything's already sort of upset and unbalanced and weak, whatever it is. Hit everything around it. If your shoulder hurts, like my situation, I have instability in my right shoulder. When Adam started working Was that on from just like too much bench press? Too much bro? Too, mu- too many beach workouts? No, bench press? I, I Honestly, it probably curls. was from maybe doing exercises wrong, not stretching enough. Who fucking knows? I, I don't want to think about what it came from. What do I have to do to solve it? More bench so. press. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah. More deadlifts. Punching walls. Yeah, maybe. punching walls. <laughs> More bar fights. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight brick. <laughs> and uh, Adam's like, your issue really isn't your shoulder. Yeah, your shoulder's maybe a little bit unstable, but it's because of your chest being tight, lats being tight, your <clears> bicep <throat> tendon, your tries, which leads down to your forearm. He did trigger point on like this between your thumb and your pointing finger the other day. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> So brutal, but you have to go through that type of pain to really release what's going on. But then I found this new wonder supplement. Oh, what's that? Well, it's called BPC-157. Okay, can I have some? It's a peptide. Oh, t- give it to me. Yeah, so it's an injection. Will it be or you, you do a nose spray. Bigger? Maybe. But I only heard it grows like a quarter inch. <laughs> It's a game of so inches. You'll be like it's three, a game of inches. Three and a half, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to hopefully buy this stuff next week. It's cheap, Canadian peptides. And uh, literally, I'm going to inject Wait, it. Wait, are they the. I thought I was the first sponsor. <laughs> I 
No, I'm not giving shout-outs, but All that's right. one of the websites I looked up. But it's an injection, and there's literally no side effects. It's one of the best things that you can put, I guess, in your what body. What is a peptide, anyways? I think it's like a, a chain of amino acids okay. and stuff like that. Like I'm not okay. Why don't you just like go to a naturopath and just get some TRT and just get get? Because I don't juiced. have 1000 or $1,500 to spend. Oh, and this I can do yeah. myself. Yeah. It's, it seems pretty inexpensive. It seems very promising. Ben Greenfield, you know, you know Ben okay. Greenfield, right? Yep, yep. He uh, did did uh, uh, BBC one fifty seven, and he had tennis elbow literally disappeared in two weeks. Hmm. Like it's amazing stuff. I've done. I've watched some YouTube videos on it. Looked at, looked into it a bit. Seems very promising. So I am gonna. Will it give you uh, six pack abs? Who knows? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say yes to that. Okay. Because I'm a scientist. Let's at see the. I'll, well, I'll, I'll <laughs> next time I come, we'll do the before and after. <laughs> but again, if you're taking this stuff, and all of a sudden your shoulder gets better and your knees get better, and you can train harder, you might be able to get that six pack. Well, right? correlation doesn't mean causation. Yeah, it depends who you're talking to. Yeah, depends <laughs> how much peptides you take. Here's some D balls <laughs> and trend and <laughs> everything. I, you know else. what? I was always tempted when I was younger to take stuff. I did. I took D balls and uh, I took. Uh, I took like a week of Anavar and I got like I felt like sleepy. I didn't like it with Anavar. It just it just shut. That me was down. like the go to pill for so many people. I just it it. I was like lifting, but I was tired. Really, I got stronger but tired. Yeah, yeah. I gave it to Brett. Dewani. Yeah. Nice. But I I was telling Chris the other day. I was like, we're done having kids. Can I take stuff? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I might go see a naturopath. TRT. And like, I've been tired lately. I want to get like my levels tested. Get some pine ball in you, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just want the the medical stuff. Want the good. Yeah, stuff. I don't want to. I I I'm beyond the point of like sort of like the twenty. I mean, not I'm not twenty something. I can't just like take stuff with no ramifications. I want to like go to a doctor. Yeah, and you don't want to like, be an idiot with your levels anymore. I don't want to stop producing something yeah. because I took this. I don't want to take something and have all my hair fall out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it just, makes sense. I've yeah. like when I'm training once in a while, I'm like, fuck, I really wish I was on some fucking, you know, trend or D balls or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah. then the smart side of me is like, Don't be an idiot. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Don't be stupid. Like, and that's where that one fifty seven stuff doesn't affect your test levels or anything. It's just pretty much for healing ligaments tendons and soft tissue oh and that's the only reason why i want to take it because it's just these issues have been nagging for so long especially my knees and it's like okay well i'm gonna try it on my shoulder if my shoulder gets better then i'm literally where, where do you like where do you like get it you can order it online okay and then you just need insulin needles like literally a half inch long okay and then i can either apparently it's better to inject into where the issue is mm-hmm. or you can Literally pinch your belly like straight, fat straight to your dick. You, you know what? I'm gonna get you a bottle, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you can try it out in your penis. No, I'd like I'd like prefer <laughs> someone else to do it, and then they can like you know. I think that Ben. Let me Green, know how it goes. I think Ben Greenfield guy did stem cells in his dick. Really? I think so. Oh, remember? I think he was on Rogan a while ago. There's different kinds of stem cells though. There's like there's the. Um, like the, fetus, the fetal one, and you can get stem cells from your blood. Yeah, your there's spine, like there's like there's like different areas bullshit you can get it stem from. cells. Yeah, then there's like the legit ones. I but want, you got to go to like Panama to get that. I want to go. You want to go? You let's do a go road to Panama. Trip? Let's go to Panama. Let's go. Yeah. Fuck COVID. Let's do go. Do you think? Well, let's check and see if we got to like quarantine. Maybe let's go to Panama, and just say we we're in Calgary. 
Yeah. yeah. We can come back from Calgary in January yeah. with a tan, right? Yeah. We were like, well, we were in Calgary. <laughs> we went to fucking tanning beds. We went to Calgary for business. <laughs> it was a podcast thing. Yeah, this is business. Yeah. This is essential services, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Because these we eight, did, eight and a half, nine people that are listening, Yeah, this is literally the news they need every day. You've attracted the whole peptide crowd now, so there's 15 <laughs> people listening. Yeah. I don't know. I emailed a, a buddy from Reflex back in the day, and... I asked him about it. He's like, oh, good old 157. That stuff's good old. He's like, hey, I got some in he, my bar he fridge. He knew about it. And I was like, oh, shit, man. He's like, yeah, follow. He's like, check out this guy on Instagram. And he's like, jacked, obviously. Peptide. <laughs> Mr. Peptide. <laughs> yeah. But he's like a legitimate, like, does he have like a dick, a dick vein in his forehead? Probably a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. He's a little bit of vein head. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy any of anything from someone that wasn't like that. Like if I was like, hey, he's like got peptides and he's like a fat guy, I'd be like, fuck your peptides, I don't dude. Trust you. What's in that pizza? Like I don't want that. Well, fuck. What did someone sent me the other day? Like the picture of the health minister that Biden just <laughs> hired, and this chick has like three chins. I'm like, yeah, okay. Picture of health. I'm like, picture of health. It's the <laughs> it's new. Like, it's the new healthy. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but <laughs> you yeah. may know lots about health, but if you don't do it yourself, yeah. I want Come a on, I want like, a health minister that's fucking that's got like a square jaw. <laughs> Put David Goggins. He can do the splits <laughs> yeah. and Goggins like deadlift five hundred pounds. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't. I don't want me, a, yeah fat health minister. To me, it should be hand in hand. Yeah, you know, someone sent me a. a, a I, I don't. I don't want my health minister to eat fucking pizza at lunchtime. Yeah, like I think Chaz. Sent I don't want my a, health minister to have a milkshake after dinner. Chaz sent me a picture of like health ministers across across the world, and it yeah. was like. Finland and like Germany and something like that. And this one chick must have weighed like four hundred pounds. I'm Italy. Like, this you can't. This doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. What you're doing. I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. The previous but, job like, of the seriously. health minister was like the 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 making you know, donuts. Vice president <laughs> of fucking McDonald's or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> even though I worked at McDonald's in grade ten. Yeah, my uh, wife still does. But in the office. Yeah. What job I'm doing for a guy in actually Walnut Grove. Uh, he's, he's uh, I think, a big-timer at McDonald's, I think. Does he own the McDonald's in Walnut Grove? No, he's something with, like, uh, leadership design rules. Some, I don't know. No, maybe it's Christy's boss. Nice guy. Edit this out. <laughs> His name starts with a B. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's in the real estate department. Yeah. Well, they're not in, like, well... You know, everybody's seen that McDonald's movie with the founder. The founder. Oh, that's with, with uh, Michael Keaton. I never seen. It. Is it good? It's really good. Yeah. They're not like well now nowadays. Like their their biggest departments are like construction and real estate. Yeah, I don't eat McDonald's. That's for sure. But even though once in a while an egg McMuffin, oh, an egg McMuffin right now. Oh yeah. Would be would be. <laughs> we can call Uber Eats and get them to bring us one. We could just call Christy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Christy. 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 Nothing. No, she's Didn't in charge of the fries, not the McMuffins. <laughs> I think we worked together back in the day. Yeah. We go every we'll go, we'll be in like Maui and she'll be like, "Hey, didn't we work at McDonald's together?" and it'll just be like some stranger on the street. Dude, we were in Dominican in 2006. Me, Andrew C-Rock and his brother Tros. And I was at the bar. And I look over at this guy and I'm like, I'm like looking at him, I'm like, fuck, I know you. I'm like, you go to Reflex? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, a guy from Reflex. Did like, you half, spot me last week? <laughs> yeah. 
bro, didn't you like drop the dumbbells really heavy? <laughs> but like, I was like, holy shit, like, fuck, man, I'm halfway around the world, and I run in a guy from the gym. Like, even when me and Sea Rock went to Australia for, I think we were there for like a month and a half, two months when we were like 21, and we're walking out of a hostel, and all of a sudden, some guy's like, Sea Rock? And it's one of those guys he played fucking hockey with. And we're like, what? I'm like, what in the fuck? Man? I was like, we're in Australia. And I just, you randomly run into a guy you played hockey with. It's basically Southern Canada, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I found Australia be expensive. It was expensive when we were there. Um, it's a landlocked nation but full of former British convicts. Yeah, they started Australia. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I used to find that accent like really sexy until I was around it for more than three weeks. And when I hear <laughs> I it, like, I'm like, shouldn't you be talking. working a fucking lift at Cyprus? Like, <laughs> no, like, Whistler. Whistler. <laughs> Whistler, man. I love Whistler, though. I would move there. Would you? Yeah. Yeah? I love it. I love Whistler, man. I, I, I lived there... I think when I was like 20. Yeah, when I was 20, I lived in Whistler for like three, four months. What'd you do for a job? We were framing the coast. Dude, the, um, it's now the, shit, what was it called? The Coast Coast Mountain Hotel. It has all those crazy beam structures on okay. the cables and stuff. You can literally see it from the highway. It's right beside. Um, yeah, I think I puked in their hot tub once. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we did uh, a bunch of the resheating of the building and did a bunch of the beam work there. And uh, it was just so fun. Shooting fish in a barrel there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't oh, make, yeah. Doesn't course. make sense. Just, well, everybody's uh, there to party. That's why, like, when you go to Whistler, that's why you get the worst service at, like, restaurants. Because nobody's there to, like, go there and work. Everybody's there to go to party. They work yeah. out of necessity. Yeah. So, like, the waitress is a bitch because she's hungover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just doing this so I can, like, like fuck Australian guys. And vice versa. The bartender is just a dick because he's there so he can, like, like fuck Canadian girls. Yeah, because I've been on five stags in Whistler. Every single stag is so fun. Yeah. Because it's such a great place to go. Like my I met bud- Gene Simmons in Whistler on a stag once. I partied. I was very drunk. I partied with Ryan Sheckler. Who the fuck is that? Life of Ryan on MTV, pro skateboarder. Back in the day. I don't know what he's doing now. Maybe he's skateboarding still. But yeah. We partied with him at one of the clubs one night hanging out with a bunch of the guys he was with like his friends really cool but he came up to me bragging about how $30,000 watch he had on and I was like I don't fucking care <laughs> I was like I have a shipping container sponsor you're so like, you need you're to like, fuck you're off. like buy me a Roman Coke or fuck <laughs> off well he bought us a Patron all night mm. and uh, I forgot it was Patron because it tasted so good and then it was just, I, I had to take care of my buddy Brock <laughs> <laughs> he was all over me. Fucking Sheckler. He was so wasted. I'm like, just leave the guy alone, bro. He's just a person. <laughs> like, he just skates on the board. Yeah, I think he was a good rider, though. I think he was good. I, I, I skateboarded for like uh, all of like three months when I was in high school. <laughs> Did you fall and hurt yourself? And you're like, fuck this? No, I mostly just carried it. I just like <laughs> carried, want, carried it around. You wanted to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> It, it made it easier to sell pot at the skate park if I held the skateboard. Fucking it gave me legitimacy. Paul was really good at skateboarding. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Kick flipping. He built a half pipe in his front I could yard. do an ollie. I couldn't do the kick flip. And we were talking about the fingerboards, right? Fingerboards. <laughs> 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 That's what Brian's talking about right now is his little fingerboards. He actually has one on the table right now. Yeah, I brought my fingerboard. <laughs> <laughs> it says his name on it. It's not even a fingerboard. It's like a finger <laughs> banana board. <laughs> banana board, yeah. 
<laughs> with the big fat trucks on it, and yeah. the big wheels. Oh yeah. Big yeah, wheels. I never got into skateboarding, man. I don't. I just. I never got. I into hung that. out with a bunch of skaters. You had Walnut Grove. You had the skate park. Right we there. had the skate park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so, yawning. You get yeah, tired. I, I yawned a little bit. How long are we into this thing for? Uh, two hours and thirty nine minutes. When's the cutoff for the upload? Doesn't really matter. No. No. We could just do this all night. <laughs> we could do it till like four in the morning. We could finish every bottle of scotch in here, but. I'd be puking all over the table. You'd be puking. I would. I would just wake up with the kids and like go for a walk. <laughs> There's a couch fine. right there that I moved in from my house. So both of us can't sleep on it. <laughs> we can cuddle though. Okay. We. I can be a little spoon. This took a turn. <laughs> You're bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can wrap her up. It's uh, twenty to eleven. You gotta drive. I wonder what happened to Conor McGregor tonight and his proper whiskey. This is the I last bottle of Maple Ridge. We'll see. I'll I'll watch like the highlights on like my phone. I have no idea. We'll see. What do you think? Want to make a bet? Sure. Okay. Ten bucks. Okay. He lost. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll say he wins because he's he's a cool man. He is a cool man. Yeah. I like his swagger. He's coming on here next weekend. I yeah. To tell you, yeah. McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is it his cousin like <laughs> Terry McGregor? <laughs> it's the, just some guy. His cousin, the roofer, Terry. It's the can man. <laughs> <laughs> can man's related to McGregor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But okay. Well, thanks for coming on, bro. Hey, man. It's thanks for fun. having me. It's been fun. This is my podcast debut. I feel good about it. It's easy, right? Yeah. You just sit here and talk, bullshit, have some drinks. I can talk to you all night, even if it wasn't on. Uh, I was gonna say camera, but you know what? I microphone. I think, I think for our, I have a pretty big friend group, and I think it's important right now, especially because people are distanced from each other because of the restrictions, or they're just at different comfort levels through this whole COVID thing. Um, I think it's important that people listen to this, even if. I sound like an idiot <laughs> most of the time. That makes two of us. Um, I think especially our friend group might be able to listen to this podcast and be like, fuck, it feels like when I talked to Bort the other day, it's like when I was listening to you and Simon or you and Tanner, it felt like I was in the room and it felt good. Yeah. So if this can help out your mental state in a little bit, Boosted up by ten or fifteen percent each day, every time. You know, I I try and do these podcasts every weekend. It, I, it's pretty tough during the week, of of course, with the family and work and stuff. And people work. Obviously, I can't have people over during the week. It'd be sort of hard. But if I can try and do these every weekend, and if I can boost someone's, you know, uh, boost someone's like spirit in a way, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna keep doing this. Yeah. Like if I can help out ten people, I'm happy. If I can help out one person, I'm happy. So I think people listening to podcasts more and more these days, I think will get people more grounded and not be so worried about what's going on everywhere around people are around the yeah. world right now. And like that, it, like podcasts are like, uh, personally, I kind of like, it's almost like escapism for me because oh. I'll listen to it and I'll, I'll kind of forget about what's going on and just sort of be in the moment. Because you're in depth in the conversation. Yeah. Kind of like how we are now. I'm kind of in the moment. Yeah. I'm not thinking about, what's going on out there and it's good for your mental health to sort of like yeah. take a step back have a conversation yeah and it's just like when you're listening to podcasts like you said you're you're out of tune with everything that's going on mm-hmm. but even though like i'll power through podcasts because i'll have headphones in all day at work yeah and i'll power through two or three podcasts all depends how long they are 
but it's bettered me as a person. It, it's one of the reasons why I started this, and I just... You know the ultimate escapism? To turn really turn your brain off is to go sit in that fucking freezer over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally... Because like I wasn't thinking about anything. There. I wasn't thinking about anything yeah. other than, it, you know, uh, how inverted I was and how, like... I'm like, how... Is it a minute yet? Is it a minute? I'm fucking out of Yeah, here. I don't think that until I'm probably two and a half minutes in, where I'm like... You're a veteran. Is that buzzer going off anytime soon? <laughs> because my feet are really starting to feel really shitty right now. <laughs> but it's good for you. It's good for you. So It's good for your mind. It's good okay. for your health. Well, thanks for tuning in, and thanks again, Brian, for Thanks for having me. And uh, bringing the bottle of uh, Conor McGregor, the Proper uh, guy who won the fight tonight. Maybe. I might be eating my words until I look it up. We'll see. But, uh, and thanks for the wine. The wine was really good. It was good. Thank yeah, you very man. much. Yeah, no worries. We can do this again a couple months from now. See round two. We'll see do some you. Scooby Snacks. Ooh, I got yeah. some for you. All right. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next weekend. See ya. <laughs>